0: Mark and I are like trying to like downsize some of our stuff. And so we're going to like, yeah. we're going to like sell some stuff. Not even really because we're getting divorced, mostly because, and by the way, are we ever getting divorced? Who knows? Um, <laughs> You'll let us know a year later. You guys, who knows?
1: Hi, guys. Right. Hi. guys. Hi. Hi. I've literally been like psycho this morning. We're like pre-shooting stuff for dictator lunches. There's like eight people in the other room. <laughs>
0: oh, no. Oh, my God. I have to go. Well, Jenny, we don't have to make, we can do, we, we'll make it as quick or as long as you would no, like. No, I
1: want to be with you forever. I don't Wait. need anything but you. Me too. I can tell
2: you're in New York like because you head. ran. Because oh, really? no one in LA runs ever. No casually they casually oh, they're saunter
1: cash. they're so cash they i know saunter. i've been erotic as fuck since i moved here and i'm aggressive i didn't used to be aggressive and i don't know if it's like my thyroid went hyper and i got aggressive or i just like
0: really <laughs> leaned into being a new yorker i think you were always aggressive jenny oh my you gosh. do you think I was yeah like- in a way like you had like a you always have had like a ah,
2: energy to you
1: <laughs> you <laughs> know now I'm like confrontational i was never i used to be like afraid to like upset
2: Oh, that's. I think that's just becoming like an adult woman. Yeah,
1: as I get older, I'm like,
0: "Fuck you." (laughs) Yeah, I think so too. You know, it's so interesting. I told this story a long time ago on the podcast. I don't know if people remember it, but like right when we first moved to New York, there like it was like still height of the pandemic, and we I took Birdie to a craft store, and there was a guy who was like refusing to wear a mask, and he was being like a real dick about it, and we walked out and Birdie was like, oh, I wanted to tell that guy to fuck off. But I mean, I'm well aware that I am present, that I present as a, as a small girl and he could like punch me. Like, do you know oh what I mean? God. Like, like Birdie's awareness of the fact that like, you have to be careful because people, but then as you get older. No, but
1: do you think, because I fi- I find that my kids also say things where I'm like, whoa, that was pretty like, self-aware or just like emotionally mature of you. And I think, wow, that's incredible that my kid does that. But then I think, no, the, we probably were also saying and doing these things, but our parents just didn't notice. Like, we were probably a lot deeper than like our parents remind us to, like we were, you know, like in yeah. retrospect, it's like, hold on. No. Cause don't I you think- remember like the, we, the dynamics and like, I remember being eight or nine and walking into a room and like, this is Nobody's going to listen to a word coming out of my mouth because I'm a kid. or, But my parents never were like in awe of it. They're just like, be quiet. You're a kid.
0: Right. Wow. And we like yes. embrace it. We're like, yes. We indulge. We indulge and embrace I was gonna, our children. I was special. Say, but should, yeah. But
2: we it's, should.
0: It's they a mix. I, I agree. It's a I mix agree. Of,
2: Embracing and indulging, I think. And
1: it's a corrective, exp- corrective experience for us. Like, Busy yeah. and I
0: specifically need to do that.
2: Totally. <laughs> <'Cause>
1: we were <laughs> totally. not encouraged
0: to speak our minds. No. And like and then validated. I mean my mom validated, it, it, dep- it it actually just and I think that maybe your dad was kind of similar too. Like it just depended on the day. That's true too.
1: Cuz well, I like I'm remember reminding them of that
0: themselves then they're like you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, Jenny, because you have other stuff going on, one of your many pivots in life <laughs>
2: Actually, we should. I mean, we should talk about it. We, sh- so we, we probably have to just, ex- first okay, of all, fine. joining us today, classic Play- Busy Phillips is doing her best. Just start talking and don't say who the third person is. Joining us today is Jenny Mullen. Um, wait, do you go by Jenny Mullen Biggs or Jenny Mullen? Because Jenny there's, Mullen. There's Jenny debate. Mullen. Okay. Jenny Mullen. Jenny yeah. Mullen. And uh, she has written a new book. A new she's written several books, but this is her first novel. A novel that Busy and I read that we really love, City of Likes. City of Likes um, that I'm obsessed with. Which I think if you're like if you follow Jenny or you follow Busy or maybe even if you follow me, I don't know, you'll be interested in the subject matter of the book. Also, a little bit of backstory in case you don't know. uh, Busy and Jenny were uh, pals in high school. uh, Pals, acquaintances. We were like. Yeah, we talk about it on Jenny's podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. We talk about it on my podcast, Third Wheel. Third Wheel, where <laughs> there were only anymore. where there were only two of us.
1: <laughs> well, our sound guy was the third wheel, and by the end of it, you could tell he was like, "Holy shit!
0: This oh is, my god! Get me out of here!" <laughs> <laughs> but we talk about our long storied relationship and friendship and like rivalry and yeah. you know being sort of like pitted against one another in what was essentially, I mean, it's not exactly a small town, but like in our high school being yes. like the two blonde girls that did theater yeah. and then having people like put all of this stuff on us. And then how we fed, I mean, I fed into it. We both kind of did, did. for a while. You know, it's weird, la after you said that to me, I- I've been thinking so much about how
1: you said, you know, you came to town, you were the new girl and I was in theater And all of a sudden, when you started doing theater, like how that was like, wait a minute, that's my thing. I was like thinking, oh, my God, I think I would have lost my shit. Like, I don't think that I would have had uh, like that. I understand like encroaching on like somebody when they have their thing, how maddening that could have been. And. How like I and be on the other side of it? You never know why somebody else is doing what they're doing, but like how we kind of like our own narrative takes over, and we can't help but feel like something's being done to us. So I would have been like equally just so fucking like what the hell?
0: Um, And the other thing is too, guys, put us against each other. It wasn't even always other people. Yeah, it's so true. And uh, Jenny knows this, but I'll tell you if you haven't read. Her two books, I like you just the way I am and Live Fast, Die Hot, the Jenny Mullins story. To do. <laughs> <laughs> you will, I have no doubt. Um, which are more memoir? They are memoirs and they chronicle her upbringing and some of her time in Scottsdale. And then I'm in the second book as Hollis, yeah, aka it's me. It's um, busy. When Jenny has her first kid, um, but. I didn't know, even though Jenny and I've known each other since sixth grade, I like Mm -hmm. didn't know so much about her life and her own struggles. Mm -hmm. Like when we were kids and teenagers. And of course, you know, guys, if you've read my book or listened to this podcast for 10 minutes, like I had my own shit going on and felt like, well, my stuff's that's why I needed theater. Like I need, you know, whatever. And after I read Jenny's first book, I really had this like, oh my God. Of course, also, how old were we when you wrote, when that book came out? 20 something? When I wrote it, like late twenty, I am, I
1: was 33 when I wrote it. I was uh, like, it came out, I was 34, about to be okay. 35.
3: Or maybe well,
1: I was, maybe I just, I'm not sure. Something like that. But you hadn't had Sid yet. I had. just had Sid because Sid was born in February and the book came out in like May or June. Right. But I had read the book
0: before you had Sid. Yes. Because I remember feeling like, and we talked about this on her podcast a little bit too, Mm -hmm. but I remember feeling once when Sid was born and I had read the book and I like had this whole other like understanding of how we both were dealing with trauma in our, the only way we could. Yes. Um, And I do think there's just, like, so much, like, patriarchal fucking weird bullshit that, like, gets put on especially young women. It it just is. Because we're just, like, taught that there's all the room in the world for many different men. And then, like, there's only room for one girl. Yes. (laughs) You know? But I just, I remember, like, that was such a revelatory moment for me in our friendship. And I just was, like... "Uh, Love her, and I like want to go back in time and be best friends and like join forces and like create yeah. some amazing stuff but anyway, all this to say, guys uh, yeah, it's like that 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 saying that uh, you know a,
1: a a villain is just a hero whose story hasn't been told, and it's like, God, <laughs> you know, I've been thinking about this person as being like my enemy or my nemesis, and then you see, you hear their story, and you're like, we had so much more in common than so much more. I ever realized. Yeah.
0: All that to say our lives have continued to intertwine in ways that are wild and weird, which brings us to this moment where I've now, I now moved to New York and like, listen, when I had COVID, Jenny and her husband dropped stuff off at my door. Like they were the, you know, like I just, that was the sweetest, nicest, kindest. Um, But I was really excited about City of Likes and, uh, Guys, if you don't know, it's a a novel, and it sort of takes a look at, deals with, like, the social media influencer world a bit, and also, like, finding your own voice and coming into your own, and also, it's just, like, really juicy and delicious and good, Um, but I remember, like, I was, like, even when I just heard about it from you posting about it or talking about it, I was, like, oh, no, I'm... Is, this, is she going to make fun of me for being an influencer in the book like
1: <laughs> <laughs> i was how many
0: people are you friends with that were worried about it
1: oh my god everyone i knew i mean you know that's one of the things that i always have tried like strived to do both in my comedy you know and also just like in any writing i've done anywhere whether whether it's like about stories about my kids or about like you know my parents i always try to make myself like i'm super self-deprecating and I, there, I have so many, I could pick myself apart for days. So I never would like come after anybody or like try to make some sort of sh- social commentary on something that like, I wasn't also guilty of. And this book really is about, you know, it's, it is like, for me, such a personal story because it's like, not only is it like a cautionary tale, but it's like, I needed to write this book because if I didn't, I was going to become it. And Um, it's me, like, taking accountability for, you know, just certain, like, missteps I've made along the way as an influencer and getting swept up in that world and being addicted to external validation and, um, you know, just the culture we live in now as millennial
0: parents. Um, But it's, like, all, it's not (laughs) just, you don't have to. I was going to say, like, I find it really relatable, even if you're not a person who has millions of followers, Mm -hmm. because it's, like, everybody is sort of, Dealing with it on some level.
1: We're all performing for somebody. Right. I'm guilty of it too. Even when you think you're being honest, it's like it's still, you know, there's something that's a staged act on some level. And and not that that that's bad, but it's just like to be aware of it is so crucial because otherwise, I think our kids are gonna, you know, set us down in therapy one day and say, What was so damn important on your
0: phone? Right. So well, sure. my kids already do that to me, Jenny. So. <laughs> do they? But they're oh, yeah. older. But what, what, what <laughs> but like but like. Can Save I just be real? That. Like I will not have my phone. Yes. For three hours, consciously, yeah. and then yeah. I will get it oh, to look pissed. at a thing, and then they're like, "What's so important about on your phone?" And I'm like, "Jesus Christ! I don't. I mean, an oh, email from my like, fucking what? like businessman, whatever. Yeah. Like something. Yeah. There is something. I get, <laughs> totally. I get but so they don't defensive see, too." But the three hours of like know, conscious <laughs> uncoupling with my phone doesn't register with my kids ever. They don't give a fuck. I mean, this is hysterical. This—that's me too. And I'm like, I'm ordering groceries. Like, right. That's so
2: defensive. <laughs> me too. I mean, like, I've I'm, had that. I've had the opposite too with my kids, where I'm like, "What are you doing on your phone?" And they're like, "I'm reading the." LA Times like it's on my phone (laughs) and I'm like I would die that's a good one I hope that happens
0: to me um okay so we talk a lot about when we have guests which it's been a minute because well, scheduling is just too hard for us. Um, it for, is
2: annoying to find guests, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, no, ugh. it's very easy. I, I mean, not to brag, but it's very easy. We have a lineup of people that are waiting to come on the podcast. Scheduling but sucks. Busy schedule has been... My it's schedule not just, is...
0: No, it's not just
2: my schedule. It's their schedule, too. Elizabeth, gotta, like, I'm 100% people. free at all times, but Busy's been busy working. <laughs> Wait, should I start
0: calling her Elizabeth? Would that I mean, take us to the next level? I'm surprised that All you don't. First, how do I not call her Elizabeth? I don't know. It's I weird. Mean, I do say Elizabeth, into her mom for one become second. her mom. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's right. See, you guys just said the same thing at the same <laughs> yes. time. Yes. Okay, so, but when we would have guests, we would talk about pivots and mm-hmm. about like how when a thing didn't turn out the way that you thought it was going to and you had to, like, have that moment where you got real with yourself and then it becomes something else, right? Yes. I do feel like you have made your pivot into, like, a career that is, like, I mean, just so rich and incredible that leads us to, like, this book. You know what I mean? Yes.
1: Yes. I think I... Well, and I and I kind of attribute that to Twitter. Like, I was so unhappy as an actress and I think that I found acting because like, you know, when you're again, I think you and I have talked about this when you're like in the middle of nowhere and you know, you want to tell stories and you know, that you like that feeling of like your parents being quiet in a room for two hours and having to stare at you.
0: <laughs> the only option you have is to like become an actress, but also, but also Jenny at in that time that they're, that was the only option like it wasn't writer performers weren't really a thing especially as women like there weren't a lot of women writer performers
1: and I was dyslexic like I would have had to have like a true like delusion of grandeur to think that I could write anything I could like barely write a fucking five paragraph essay so (laughs) is that true I I mean I was you were such a good student though I was okay. I wasn't a straight A student by any means. Yeah. I got a C in math every year, every wow. quarter, whatever. Same. Um, but yeah, no. So, so like, you know, I got out to LA and I was like, I guess I would say like, I was consistently, inconsistently like booking jobs, but they all sucked. I was always like servicing some like male character. I was always like a, like an add on, like it was like either some random thankless role detective or the girlfriend of or some shitty movie in Romania where like they're attaching squibs to my body and I'm up to like four <laughs> in the morning with people that don't speak English. It mean, was like bullshit. Um, and I was, you know, half naked, like in the rain, like having like rape scenes with Tom Sizemore. It was a lot of like not great fucking weird shit. Um, but when Twitter happened, just like democratized comedy and all of a sudden you didn't need to be anybody to just start like throwing tweets into the world. So I threw caution to the wind and just started saying everything that I could think of. I had no filter at all, which nowadays, I mean, I would be canceled for, but um, that really changed the course of my life. And when that when I got the first book deal, I just remember thinking to myself, like, I'm never fucking going back. Like when people were called, I ended up acting after that, but you know how it's almost like, then your stuff's coming to you. It's not the same. Like I refused to go sit in the fucking waiting room ever again. I was like, I've been degraded for years. I am over it. I don't want to even be up against these girls because I feel like the only role I want to play now is me. So it changed everything <laughs> for me. It changed everything. And I was like, I've never quit. And Jason's always like, I always would say to him, I'm like, acting sucks. You know, he's like, stop saying that. I'm still an actor. And I'm like, right. <laughs> it doesn't always suck. Like, like, busy is working with Tina Fey. That's clearly a different thing than I'm talking about for everybody well, listening. Well,
0: I think that the but, industry, I think that the, and I've talked about this a lot on this podcast. I think that the industry is really difficult. And I think Jason would agree with that. And, like, yes. because he also has been doing this since he was a kid. And, like, and even as it's shifted and changed, it still is a little bit just kind of, like, what it is. And yeah. it. It doesn't feel great to, like, put yourself up for constant rejection and evaluation. And even though people have said all kinds of things about things changing, like, we don't know. You know, we really don't know
2: (laughs) how much it has. Everybody listening has tried out for something in school and knows, can probably access that feeling of trying out for something. And whether you make it or not, the lead up to it is, like, the most anxiety-producing yes, section of time of your life. Yes, and then, absolutely. so, like, to be an actor is, like, trying out for cheerleading every day of your life.
1: Oh, like, three times a day. I mean, right. I mean it's so crazy. But honestly, crazy. don't you feel, don't you guys feel, like, I... I'm. I'm. The trauma was hard, and it was so painful, and you know, I became anorexic, and there were like all sorts of terrible things that obviously happened through acting. (laughs) But I think it's my superpower because I can take rejection till the cows come home. I'm like fucking bring it. It just like fuels me now. Like rejection, (laughs) I'm motive. I'm so motivated by being told no. It doesn't do anything. Like when I go. To, you know, let's say it's not an acting role, but it's something else. It's just like hilarious that it would like, you know, even with like getting my kids into school, Jason and I were so cocky <laughs> where I'm like, I'm gonna fucking book it. You know? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we've, we've had the we've had been beaten down for years. Yeah. Do right. you feel like that?
0: Right. Yeah. We talk about it a lot too. Casey and I both sort of thrive on well, we thrive on like a specific type of person telling us that it's not going to happen or it couldn't possibly happen. Yeah. Like specifically men... <laughs> you know, like if like a if like an older man is like, I don't get that. That doesn't, that can't work. Then Casey and I are like, we're on to something.
2: <laughs> yes. And we'll like and boy, we'll find out does. how it can work by the end of the day. Right. It's so yeah. weird. I mean, Jenny, my most I'm I'm not the kind of person to like go around quoting myself. I hate when people um screenshot their own tweets and post them on Instagram because they're so in love with what <laughs> they said. Hilarious. That's so good. <laughs> but my most favorite thing that I've ever said to someone who was was, like, rejecting me in a moment. And I was like, you know I've been condescended to by much more important people than you, right? Oh, my God, that's so good. Like, it's <laughs> just like, I mean, like, if you yeah. want to break me down, I get you're going to have to try harder and be yeah, more important. Yeah, keep chipping away at it, buddy. I've been yeah. broken down by the best. Yes. Oh, I <laughs> well, love, I we love suppose, that. Well, we sort
0: of, I mean, listen, we all have. That's true. <laughs> But mm-hmm. which leads us to this book, which I love so much. Let's just tell people the journey of the book because I can't even believe oh, the yeah. journey of the book. So Jenny has written two New York Times bestselling books. And then you're like, I want to take on this novel. Like I have yeah. this idea for this novel yes. and I want to do it.
1: Well, at first you, I didn't even
0: tell you this part that you'll totally love.
1: So I ended up, I had a manager at the time, uh, who introduced me to this guy Richard Pine? Who Richard Pine? Like you know, he's from Inkwell Management. His, 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 or I don't know if it's an agency, whatever. It's called Inkwell, and like I think his dad rep James Patterson. He ha, he has Dean Koontz. He's very fancy. And nice. I walked into the guy's office, and I was thinking like I don't think he's right for me. You know, I don't I don't know if this is the right feel. And he said to me, and I and I like him. I'll preface by saying I like him, but. I'm not with him anymore. He said, do you, he's like, you've written two books. He's like, and they did. Okay. I was like, okay, well I made the list. He's like, that doesn't mean anything. And I said, okay. And he's like, well, do you want to tell me what you want to do next? Or do you want to hear what I think you should do next? And I was like stunned. And I looked at him and I was like, well, why don't you tell me what you think I should do next? And he said, I think you have a voice for fiction. I think you should try to write a novel. And I left that meeting just, like, reeling. Like, what is this guy fucking talking about? A novel? Like, I'm clearly writing a third memoir. That's what I know how to do. And I went and I tried to write this proposal for a third memoir, which would have been, like, maybe, like, the surrender to motherhood and, you know, that whole shebang. And I was bored out of my mind and I couldn't do it. And I literally, and I still hadn't signed with the guy. And then I called him back up. I was like, okay, Richard, you're fucking on. Because I felt so, like, negged you know, like, yeah, I had to try to do it. And I spent a year writing this. When I turned it into him, he told me that it was a beautiful disaster. I I went back, I rewrote it again. Then we took it out. Then I got passed on by six different big houses. And he was like, well, yeah, I don't know. And, and I said, did you think it was ready? Did you think the proposal was ready? He's like, yeah, that was pretty good. I was like, what? So I pull it off the market before I got any more rejections
0: because but I was why, like what was what, when you enough. were, when you were getting these rejections, what were people saying? I don't think they wanted a
1: novel from me to be uh-huh. honest. I think that people saw me as something else, not a women's fiction writer, you know? And I think that world is very cookie and like very, I didn't, why do people get so
0: fucking precious about
2: this shit? I don't know, but the, the, the Casey, Mm. why do people get, well, the same reason you both were a little precious about theater in high school. It's not that much different. (laughs) Yes. Well, so they, so they didn't want it. So I pulled
1: it and I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to rewrite it again. So I rewrote it again. I, you know, I left Richard and, um, I took it out right around the time the Capitol was being stormed. And now the note was, (laughs) I don't know if in a post-COVID world, a story about, you know, wealthy white women in lower Manhattan doesn't read as tone deaf. And I thought like, well, it's not like, it's
2: really, that's not, you're missing the point of the book. You're not celebrating them.
1: Yeah, I'm not. And it's really not the point of the book at all. But, uh, you know, again, nobody wanted to take it. Everybody was scared. So that's when I found- A guy uh, in L.A., an an L.A. producer, and he's like, I have an imprint. I've only done a book about toys, so you'd be taking a risk. And I said, I don't care. If you can bind this thing and get it on shelves, I will do the rest. So, yeah, now we optioned it to Sony and everything – worked out. But I mean, well, has it worked out? The book's not out
2: yet. Guys, <laughs> we're going to find <laughs> out. But it's already optioned to Sony. I mean, I think that's a success right there. Yes. And I have Diablo Cody attached. And now it's like fucking cooking with gas.
1: but it's Jaws. The revenge. This time is personal because everybody told me that this wouldn't work. It couldn't work. It shouldn't be me. I shouldn't do it. And I was like, fuck you. This book has to be in the world.
0: I yeah. love. Well, I agree with you. And then when I found out the backstory of how many publishers just rejected it, were interested, didn't want to publish it. I was like, well, now we've got, I mean, this is now, it's now it's personal for me too. Yeah, no, Busy (laughs) was like, fuck that. She's like, I was like sending, I was sending Jenny, like marketing ideas. (laughs) Yeah, tons. No,
1: Busy is like the reason for my like giant marketing scheme, which was like these like influencer giveaway boxes. It was all the brilliant mind of Busy Phillips, who was, by the way, the first person to send out Influencer boxes with a book. For books. <laughs>
3: yeah. For I books. never
1: knew about And I was like, own that shit. So anyway, <laughs> I'm lucky. I'm lucky that she too is fueled by rejection and felt my pain and came aboard to support me
0: on this. But it wasn't just that. Also, I read the book and it was amazing. Thank if you. I had read, the, Jenny, if I had read the book and it kind of sucked, I would be like, yeah, you can still you be on my podcast because we're friends. But yeah. like, but I <laughs> wouldn't be, I wouldn't be doing all the things that I've been like, I like, want it to succeed. It's so hard. (laughs) And I just feel like, I just feel like also you and I both have, Casey definitely also joins us in the club of like women that other people underestimate. And like, there's nothing better than someone underestimating you and then being able to like hit them. Oh, it's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it's like, like for me, woman. that also is, yeah, it's the pretty woman. Big it's mistake, like big huge. mistake.
2: Yeah. Huge. Well, uh-huh. Jenny and I were just talking about um, over DM, a happy belated birthday. We share a hey, birthday. You have the, same birthday. That's we right. have the happy, same birthday. So, we're both still recovering. But I was telling Jenny that I was turning 50 and how hard it was. And I, I was trying oh. to, like, figure out, like, why the fuck it was so hard. And I honestly think it's, like, in terms of being underestimated, I think that sometimes people think I'm younger, which like everybody dreams of, right? Everybody dreams of it. um, That either I look younger or I sound younger or I act younger than my quote unquote age is supposed to be. And so I think sometimes like some people are like, oh, she's not ready. She's not ready. She's not ready. And now I just Bang, like hit this wall where I totally predict people are going to be like, oh, you should have done that when you were 35 or, or 40. Like, why are you trying to do that now when you're 50? It's over. So I think underestimation is also maybe a tool of the patriarchy, don't you think? Like, yes. 100%. Yes. Well, yes, 100%. 100%. It's yes. an excuse not to, not to take a little bit of a risk and it is a little bit of a risk especially in the case of Jenny's book which is fantastic it so wouldn't been good. much of a risk for anyone and so now I'm glad that you're like proving the doubters wrong because I don't even yeah. I don't even think that people probably really even doubted you I don't even think they probably even bothered to think that deeply as to doubt you they just were gatekeeping gatekeeping, you know? gatekeeping.
1: Mm-hmm. totally <sighs> Or and I oftentimes now it's like a lot of like younger people that are younger than us who are like, well, I don't want to rock the boat here. Like I'm not going to take it. You know, they're like afraid to take a chance. So they're yeah. just like, well, what is my boss? Like, I guess I'll do what, what they want.
2: Right. Right. And, it's and so You weird. know, it's fucked up. That's one way in which I think media entertainment is so weird because you always like everything's done through like meetings and the mm-hmm. two things that I hate <clears throat> are like the platitudes that are delivered to you about why something is a no. Cause I don't think it does anyone any favors. I I would much more respect someone who was like, you know what? this is not for me at all. And I did not like it at all. I didn't identify with it. And <laughs> totally. like, you know, it, and you don't even have Can to like imagine? insult anyone that. to say that. Just like it wasn't for me. So I go- say it all the time. Not for her, guys. Yeah, exactly. I have no judgment. Just not for her. Glorious. <laughs> you know, but also oftentimes you're like meeting with a person that you think is like the person. And then they're like, I love this so much. It's amazing. I'm going to take it back to my you know people and run it up the pole and I'm like, I yeah, thought you were so, the pole. I, yeah. I thought you were the Why? pole. Why? Who's Where, the pole? Yes.
3: <laughs>
1: yes. I need and to And what know. about when you're on a meeting and everyone's like, they just want to like put their stamp on it so they just yes. have to throw a note in to be like, hmm, that was my idea to make yes. her a ghost. Yeah. Well, you by know, the way, like,
0: Great, Casey and I talk about this all the time, like justification of paychecks yes. In, yes. in the creative arts, which is like, yes. I can't with that. That is like the worst. It's like, happy for you for your salary ma'am sir but like yeah. don't give me creative notes on a thing that yeah. you don't have any like actual real investment in or are trying to make better you just are like trying to justify your paycheck
1: yes but hey, you guys went rogue right like you guys are your own bosses now <laughs> yes <laughs> that's fucking yeah smaller. i told you yeah. i
0: was like
2: you have your own network
0: well, we wanted we Maybe. wanted our own. Maybe. Wait, Casey, now your microphone's...
2: I know, it's gonna...
0: See, listen, this is part of the reason why we can't have our own network. We can't get our microphones to work consistently. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, guess what? What? Gail Simmons, our friend Gail, who I love so much, yes. was like, do you guys want to go to brunch um, at this place uh, that we love? It's on a boat. (laughs) (laughs) The boat is docked, but it's on a boat. Still on water. Guess what I wore? Did you wear your relief band? I wore my relief band. You know why? So you could eat a bunch of brunch. Yeah, because I get seasick. Yeah. And it was, and it really worked. I didn't feel weird at all. And that boat was a rockin'. And not was, in the fun way. <laughs> not in a way that brought me any pleasure. <laughs> and a lot of people like really do suffer from nausea. It's like one in 3 Americans regularly. I know you kind of get nauseous a fair amount uh, for everything. I'm so I'm so weak in my stomach. Well, listen, relief band guys. Hangovers, car sickness, seasickness, anxiety. Which, who doesn't have that right who now? Who doesn't have that? Plus, it's 100% drug free, non drowsy, provides all natural, long lasting relief with zero side effects for as long as you need it. And they just released a new model, Relief Band Sport, which is waterproof has an extended battery life, and can even attach to your Apple or Android watch. I was wearing it too when we were on our like sort of long car ride because I like to look at my phone. Right. And just answer emails and stuff when I'm, you know, stuck on a car ride for a long time, but I don't like that feeling of car sickness and relief band. Helps me out. Guys, do not let the fear of nausea prevent you from being present for life's important moments Like Brunch with Gail Simmons. Right now, you can join the over 100,000 Relief Band users with an exclusive offer just for doing her best listeners. If you go to ReliefBand.com and use promo code BEST, you're going to receive 20% off plus free shipping and a no-questions-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. What? Remember, it's better... To have a relief band and not need it than to need it and not have it. So head to reliefband, that's R E L I E F B A N D dot com, and use our promo code BEST for 20% off plus free shipping. Oh boy, guys. Guess what? Did I ever did I tell this story before when we were talking about these vitamins? No. Yes, I did. I think I did. Tell it how now. I found out that children's vitamins were basically just candy. Oh, yeah, they I mean they're basically gummy candy filled with 2 teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals and gummy junk that rot your kids' teeth and if you give your children gummy vitamins before preschool, they will get 10 cavities. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe your kids won't get 10. Ca- My kid. Some kids. Got one kid I know. Actually, two kids I know. Bertie and another kid got 10 cavities. Um, and that is why our friends created Haya. It's like, Haya, Such a cute name. It's the pediatrician approved super powered chewable vitamin. Listen. Haya is made with zero sugar, zero gummy junk, yet it honestly tastes great. I tried them. It's perfect for picky eaters. And Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern children's diets to provide full body nourishment that our kids need with a really yummy taste that they're into. Uh, Formulated with the help of nutritional experts, Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies, then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, you know, we need it, B12, C, zinc, folate, and many others to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, and more. It's non-GMO, it's vegan, it's dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and everything else free you can imagine. (laughs) it's also it's like designed for kids of all ages i've been honestly taken the highest and it's sent straight to your door so parents have one less thing to worry about
2: guys Listen, there's no shame earlier in the podcast i was talking about how my kid only consumed chocolate milk for like the first eight years of his life there are gonna be nutritional gaps in your kid's diet despite how much you're doing your best and making your best effort. So having Haya delivered directly to your door to fill in those gaps is is a huge deal. And your kids are really gonna like how they taste, even picky eaters who only love chocolate milk.
0: Well, I mean, exactly. Uh also my kids had like a really they, it's a cute little uh bottle that you can decorate. And they decorated them with the stickers that came with the thing, and it's really cute with the four that that's like how they send you the little bottle with the first order. Um, and then you can reuse it, which we also love. Anyway, we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You can receive 50% off your first order. What? To claim this deal, you have to go to HayaHealth.com busy. This deal is not available on the regular website. Please go to H I Y A H E. A L T H dot com slash busy and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Um. Okay, so the book comes out, you're doing like sort of like a mini book tour but with yes. big venues and big people. Are you going to, yes. are you planning on doing maybe something more substantive in the fall, hitting more places, more cities. It's hard. You have little kids. I
1: don't have time. You know, I I would have added on as many places as possible. But the problem is one, I I need to be in LA and New York for like the major press. Right. Mm. And then those first two weeks are really the most important. And then to be honest, like to be perfectly honest with you, I run out of books. Because what happened is they tried to push Ingram couldn't publish. This is like so much information, but like English couldn't Ingram couldn't publish my books when I wanted them to come out. And I said, we got to have them come out anyway. So thank God, um, my producer slash like publisher, Brian Folkweiss and, um, you know, agreed to do this, but like we're expedite printing these books. So the first oh. round to come out, there's only like ten thousand books. So once those are sold, I don't know what happens. I mean, oh, they're going to sell in a second. Yeah, I they're going to
0: gonna wait, gonna be gone. I have to
1: wait then till July for like Ingram to start printing, which is crazy. But like, I but just it'll be it out on enough. it'll
2: be digitally available, right? Like for yes. Kindles and stuff. Okay, yeah, people still do that. Who's doing yes. the audio book? No one. I Not have doing to do one. I have
1: to do it like in t- a few weeks after.
2: You're going to do it like us, into your phone, and you'll be like, my phone doesn't work. Oh, my microphone's broken. <laughs> because
1: you're I remember like, the last two audiobooks. I, I like, like it for the first hour, and then I feel like I'm in hell.
2: <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot it's to so read. Much. It's so much. It's a whole much. book in a sitting. It's and now so many is like a dramatic so reading.
1: Words. Yeah, it's a dramatic reading, and like people have fucking accents. Like, what am I going to do? I don't even know. Like, I have a Russian husband in
0: this. Am I doing oh, an right. accent? Well, wait. Can you just can you cast it? Yeah, get some cameos. Can you imagine? I mean, I would, but is that weird? No, people no, can do that'd whatever so you fun. do. Whatever you want. Also, by the way, I'm so- I'm saying release it chapter by chapter. Ooh, Ooh that's interesting. Like that'd as if it's fun. like an episode, like episodes. That's and then I could like just record one a week. Yes, <laughs> slow it and ca- down and and like cast it. I'll do a I'll do a voice. You want me to be Daph? Should I be Daphne? Yes. <laughs> My dream. Yeah, I'm too old for the TV version, but
1: unfortunately. I love this.
0: But um, I think it's like such a good Not idea. Not with the Lima laser busy, right?
1: That's like, true. I am looking
0: on. like a a real teen of late.
1: And Lima Jenny, you're like. I
0: saw I saw Katie Sereno too, and she's like. Wait, you've never had Botox? We need to talk about this. How have you never? We, you have to get Botox. Everybody's telling me to get Botox. <laughs> Why are they telling you to get Botox? Because I'm like, saying I need Botox and everyone's
2: like, I can't believe you've never had Botox. You should get Botox. I'm going to recommend yeah, you yeah. to my dermatologist doctor in Manhattan because I trusted her so much because I begged for Botox and fillers every year starting at like age 28. And she never would give it to me until I turned like. Forty four, and then she was like, "You can get a little." Well, I would, did. You get Botox? You case a, case a I, baby. I never got Botox, but I did get filler under like my tear troughs and like on one side of my face because I like smile with one side of my face. I got <laughs> fillers, and um, my husband was so upset about it. He was like, "I can't believe you're doing this. Please don't do this. I love your face how it is." And then after my doctor was like, "You can get a little," um, I did it, and my husband was like, "It does look very good." <laughs>
1: That's so funny. That's so funny. But well, I'm going to take busy turn. I'm going to take busy somewhere in New okay. York.
2: Okay. Well, that, we have supervise. to like.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to do she like needs, a whole. She needs we're a whole. We have to record
2: like,
0: it. Yeah, we're going to do a whole little thing <laughs> on dance. I
1: don't think
2: Elizabeth. you need it though, busy <laughs> Elizabeth. I don't think Elizabeth need doesn't
1: songs. need
0: it. But I want Elizabeth to like know all the right people when she's ready. Here's yes. what I'm going to say though. I do feel a bit, and I'm not. It's not just because of that bad paparazzi photo. <laughs> I do feel a bit like, especially in the last few months, like my frown has been, like my bur- my brow has been consistently furrowed because of I everything. Why. The- yeah, I know. <laughs> truly, <laughs> no, I'm serious, and I feel like I've just like. All of a sudden, gotten it like just showed up. And I'm like, I don't want that line. I, and also, I sort of feel like I don't want to continue to furrow my brow all the time. So maybe if I just like poison it, paralyze it. Yeah. Then I won't, then it'll just break me of the habit. Like, I feel like I'm scowling a lot, like in daily life. I don't want to
2: scowl. You don't want to scowl. Yeah, because
1: when I was in China a few years ago, they, I went to a face reader who like read your fortune by looking at your face. And after he told me my like whatever he predicted for me, I was like, "But wait, this isn't my real
3: face." By
1: the way, <laughs> <laughs>
0: what did he? I mean, and then what did he say when you said that? He goes, "You're going. He's going to. You're going to. He's like, you're going to work forever, but
2: you're never going to be rich." And I was
1: like, "Wait, wow, I want
2: it, me again." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's so funny. It was well, you funny. Know, I had a friend who um she had like a very extensive rhinoplasty and um and also some chin work done. And she looked fabulous. She looked amazing. She was beautiful before, but she looked amazing after. But then all she could look forward to was, like, becoming a mom, which I was, like, so happy for her. But I was like, what are you going to tell your baby when they have, like, your, your like, biological nose and chin? And she was like, oh, my God. I never thought of that. I never thought. Like, who, you know, like, what when you are going to tell your kid, like, oh, here's an old picture of me. Here's why we don't look exactly <laughs> The same i thought it's so oh, funny yeah, that you never thought of it
0: oh my god. my god that's really funny i mean i my children look exactly like me
1: yes <laughs> they
0: really do they really do your kids are so cute jenny i'm obsessed oh thank you um okay also you're doing dictator lunches which is another weird pivot
1: it's such a weird pivot that happened to me like i didn't mean for that to happen that just started off with me like in my kitchen late at night fucking around putting these lunches together for my son. And Emily. why did
0: you why did you start to
1: do that? So I it's... started making lunches for Sid because um I guess I am an Ashkenazi Jewish mother and I want to like control what he's eating. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm like very yeah, you know, my parents were super like they're like health psychos. So I grew up a little bit with it, right? But also I feel that there's this thing that happens with at least like I feel personally like For me, as being being a latchkey kid, I have a lot of trauma surrounding the fact that my mom was never home. That being said, I also want to be a woman who works. So I'm constantly conflicted. And this became this this the sublimation of my own guilt around working and not being there. And for me, I'm like, I to send him to lunch with these movable feasts. I want him to have everything. It's my version of a handwritten note. You know, my like parents didn't give a fuck. I was eating cheese sandwiches and like whatever else I could like scrounge together to like put into a brown bag to take to school. Yeah. And so it was really important to me to like feed them like massively and just like with abundance and just like as many different kinds of things as possible. And I also like, I don't, I don't really believe in a kid's menu because I feel like the more we dumb down eating for kids, the more dumb shit they eat. And right. I've seen it, you know, my husband grew up in Jersey. He still like eats processed cheese. He didn't know what like romaine lettuce was until he was
2: maybe like 24. So does he I, love, I, I ta- does he eat Taylor ham? Diet.
1: Yes, he eats all of this shit. And, <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he calls like, it's like gabagool and brujoute. I mean, it's like very Italian names right, right. all of these different like cold cuts. Um, and I didn't want my kids, yeah to kind of like have that going on, yeah, um, so that's that's how it started. Um and then, yeah, just because I think like the writer in me, I just had to tell a story with it, and I just started like coming up with these like crazy descriptions. And at some point, it became its own Instagram. And then from that, i I thought to myself, I think this could be a book. And I thought Is I it it's like a coffee table book, but now, there so I have like over seventy recipes in this thing. It's became like a legit cookbook.
0: I find it very inspiring, guys Thanks. if you haven't seen the lunches that Jenny makes for uh her sunset, they're really awesome and um, I would like you to make them for me too um. <laughs>
1: But, you know what's funny? When we brought food over to you that day, when I brought you the bread, I made you a dictator lunch, but then what? I didn't think it was good enough, and so I didn't send it. <laughs> I would have loved it. Well, I, really I
0: my question though is that you have two kids. Is your little one do the do your kids eat the the lunches equally? Because no. I was really proud of myself for. Like, I thought that I did such a good job with Birdie, and Birdie was like such a good eater and so adventurous and whatever. And, and, th- and like, I was just real smug about it. And then, um, Cricket is like, will not eat anything that isn't like white bread.
1: <laughs> yeah. Lazzy's harder. Lazlo's way harder than Sid.
2: Oh, my younger son was harder too. My younger son, all he wanted to eat ever was chocolate milk for the longest time. And when uh, he had such a refined chocolate milk palate that when we would give him chocolate milk, he would be like, this was made with the chocolate sauce bottle with the cow on it. And I prefer the chocolate sauce bottle with the bear on it. Oh my God. And we would be like, he's right. He's right. He, yeah. So, I mean, maybe, maybe second kids are all super tasters and they're just not here for. Well, that's what I think too, because cricket, like,
0: I I don't know. Like, she didn't even like chocolate until (laughs) last year. Chocolate.
2: She was just like, oh, it's too much. Yeah, Lincoln didn't like vanilla. He'd be like, "It burns my throat. It's too hot." Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I think they're all. Su- I think second children
0: are super tasters.
1: <laughs> they might be. That's what it I'm might gonna be. go with. I'm <gasps> oh always trying gosh. to like
0: figure out how to like get Cricket to eat better food. So I'm definitely gonna buy that book. When is that book coming? Oh, I'm out? gonna
1: email you that book so you can have it right now, and you can have all the recipes.
0: <clears throat> okay, exciting. but I'm not. I don't know if I'm ready to commit yet.
2: I'll <laughs> <laughs> well, just bring her here. You know what? just bring her I'm getting I'm getting bring her over for dinner love... and I oh will feed her. I would we'll just love see what it. happens. Yeah. Now I would can love I ask it. you a question, Jenny? Does because you make these fantastic like um unparalleled lunches for Sid, does that make him picky for what other people make if he has to like have no, lunch at a he friend's house
1: for like a chocolate milk and just like a hamburger or not a hamburger <laughs> but he'd be like so psyched he's like god my mom are you kidding no i'm sure i'm i'm like definitely damaging him on some
0: level i'm sure <laughs> wait does he get to have sure do they get to do your kids get to have like sugar and stuff too
1: oh yeah no i mean like yeah. a giant war with like their school because all they feed them is sugar I oh, want to be the really? one to give the rewards. Like, I want to take him home from school and be like, let's get ice cream. You but want credit. My fucking school is like giving, you know, chocolate milk and cookies and yes. brownies left, right and center and like Cheetos. I mean, it's bizarre. But yeah, so I can't be that person. So at right. home, I have to like try to support with cucumber slices and gotta be Yeah, you, you got to be the bad cop. I have to be the
0: bad It's not fair. I mean, no, it's all really all not all fair. Time. No. Yeah. I don't want to be the bad pop all the time. <laughs> 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 Busy, yes. Well, Casey said it. Casey said it. Credit. Credit. Fine, fine. Um, okay. Well, Jenny, I'll let you get yeah, back to your was. photo shoot that's happening in your kitchen right now.
1: Thank you so much. I love you guys so much. We love you. I am a fan of everything you're doing. Like, keep the fight going. <laughs> I am here. I am supporting you.
0: <laughs> well, we're you supporting need. you and guys, City of Likes available. Um, for pre-order, yeah, because it doesn't but come out till next up, week, technically. There's only 10,000.
2: You got to get only-
3: on
1: it.
2: I know. And there's only six days left, guys. Six days until it's out in the world. Yeah. (gasps) So we got to buy those 10,000 copies. My mom just pre-ordered it. She's like, busy. Oh, my God. I love her. Now,
0: I saw you posting about Jenny's book. Is it really good? And I was like, yes, Mom. I wouldn't have posted about it if I didn't think it was really good. And my mom's like, well, I know, but you two have such a long history. You might have. And I was like, okay, fair. But yeah, yes, it's totally. really good. And she's like, oh, okay, then I'll pre-order it. I was just waiting. Oh, I just wanted God. to find out. And I was so like, Oh, sweet. <laughs>
1: that's hilarious. It's
0: hilarious. No, but my family does the same thing. They'll be like, so
1: the, that, that cream you posted, do you like it? Or do you just like the person who makes it? <laughs> like, no, I like it. It's weird mean, because I that's I the mean, thing, it. right? We're sent shit all the time.
2: Yeah, it's worth yeah. asking. And we do, <laughs> yeah, and we do, yeah, face. we do talk about how we only ever talk about things that we actually like. Um, Which I love that about you guys because people are suspicious still.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. You really can't find it. It's so hard. I get Um, it though, too, because like you need money. People need money.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah. So I understand.
0: I'm never begrudging a person whose like thing is like,
2: I'm just going (laughs) to take the money. I always like when an yeah. influencer in a clearly paid post says, "I can't wait to try this," because I'm like, that is the way to go. Yes, yeah, I can't <laughs> you wait didn't to try. Say this you because, like? It. Wink,
0: wink. I haven't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I might not. <laughs> and I, I never. Mean,
0: oh my god! When it hilarious. shows up, oh like, my gosh, yeah, totally. it's insane, Jenny, Every, Jenny. I love you I so much.
2: Everybody orders your book. I really hope so. Come back later in the summer and we oh, can love do to. like a book club with our <laughs> listeners. Oh, well, that's, that's what we wanted to do. Amazing. We wanted to
0: see if you wanted to, we've done it a couple. T-
2: once. I would be honored. We've, we've done, done it, it once.
0: A couple, once? once? One time. We've done it one time. We did it one time. But, we could, but you could be our second book club book. I would be honored. I would love to do that. That would okay. be amazing. So guys, if you want to be a part of the fucking book club, <laughs> you got to get the book. City of Likes comes out in six days and we'll plan for like a uh, summer sometime we'll do the like we'll maybe the after the Zoom. second run
2: of books or something or you, oh we'll yeah talk, maybe like we'll August. talk to you i like how this is I the equivalent of, of what shantira hates a public marriage proposal where we're like jenny do you want to do this book club
1: and you yeah, have I'm to obsessed. say yes no we're I'm, I'm so honored i would love to <laughs> and maybe busy and i like do it live from charleston because that's where we're trying to get
0: yeah, I'm trying to get Jenny to come to it's Charleston. Oh, me. yeah, that would be But exciting. we did like, we'll do a Zoom and then you can Zoom in yeah. and we can like listen to what people have to say about it and it'll be so I'd, fun. Oh, I would love it. That'd be so great. Okay, guys. Yeah. Well, that's our next book club book. Sometime in early August-ish, we're going to have great. this book club. And uh, <laughs> we love you, Jenny.
1: I love you guys. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.
0: bye. Aww,
2: that was so fun to see her. I know she's the cutest. I used to always see her because she and Jason would come around watch what happens live a lot. So like if Andy mm. had a party or something, I would I would see them around. And um, one time they told me that I looked like Al King at a party, and I felt pretty fancy. You know what? What I can kind of see that. <laughs> I think I just like on that. that just on that night, my look was El Kingish, and I was like, "I'll I'll take it, I'll take it." I
0: think that's great. <laughs> um, what's happening, Casey? What is
2: happening? It's, Wait, should we start the podcast now? <laughs> I mean, well, I think let's just do it in the order that we were doing it. Let's just keep it. Let's start with Jenny. Okay, what do you think? I think that sounds great. There are no rules for you us. You know what?
0: Guess guess what? Guess what? who gets to make the rules? We do. These bitches. Yeah. Yeah. That's let's, right. Let's see if my um, credit card works for me to order this food right now. <laughs> I'm having some issues, guys.
2: What's some the issue? Issues. Your, your credit cards are um, in, reha- in rehab for exhaustion.
0: I like put them in on ice like Isla Fisher. I don't know. No, I
2: yeah, I just um I oh boy. You know that's that's what I'm calling it now. Instead of maxed out, I say we call we say that our credit cards are in rehab for exhaustion or dehydration. Mine are definitely dehydrated. But you just reminded me of that Isla Fisher movie where she froze her credit cards in that big block of ice. Because, Confessions of a Shopaholic. Yes, yes, yes. Because I worked at Best Week Ever, and they sent us a big block of ice, and in the middle was a card. And the whole staff furiously, oh, it had an ice pick. We picked at the ice, and then we got it out, and it was like a Visa card for $100. And we had a meeting about what would be... The fairest way, like, should we have a drawing and give the hundred dollars to somebody uh, on the staff or what should we do with it? And we decided we decided to buy 50 um, chocolate chip cookies from Jacques Torres. Yeah, that's the fairest thing to do, obviously.
0: (laughs) I mean, let's be real. Yes, they were delicious. God, that sounds good.
2: (laughs) Have you ever gotten cookies from Jacques Torres? No, have not. I oh cause you know, God. I was um
0: I was really into that other place. What's the place that I loved?
2: Lavaine. Oh Levain. Levain. Yes. Bakeray. I haven't had that cookie, but I know people really like Ooh. it. But here's about here's right, what I'm looking we know up Jack about Torres. Jacques Torres is that um, I hope they still do it this way. When you go in and get a cookie, they have like an old school like electric griddle behind them and they'll warm up the cookie for you before they hand it to you, which is delicious. All the chocolates there are delicious. And one time I went there with my friend Adam Wilson, hilarious Canadian Adam Wilson, and um, Jacques Torres came out from the back. Jacques Torres himself, the chocolatier, and he was drinking a Bud Ice um, in a blue bottle and just going around talking to people and we were cracking I up. I see them. Jacques, Jacques Torres' famous chocolate chip cookies. You know what I'm going to tell you? Wait all mm-hmm. summer. Wait mm-hmm. until autumn. Go mm-hmm. in. Get mm-hmm. yourself a cookie and a hot chocolate. You will absolutely get sick. But it will be so worth it. It will be I the can't. best okay, sick I'm stomach you've ever had. controversial. What?
0: I don't love hot chocolate. What? Wow. You guys should have seen Casey's face just now. She got so <laughs> mad. It was crazy. I've never seen her so mad I at didn't me. I know
2: this about you that you don't like hot chocolate. I don't like it. This it's one too you much. might like. Do you um you know the movie Polar Express? And the number hot chocolate, when they talk about how good the hot chocolate is, and you're like, that sounds better than the regular non-magical hot chocolate that we have in real life. Jacques Torres hot chocolate, I think, is probably the closest thing in real life to the Polar Express description of hot chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right, fine. Just try it one time. You know what? Get it for one of your kids and just have a sip. I just feel like it's that's it. Like it's just too much. It's too much. Yeah, this is this. You could only have a sip. This hot chocolate is definitely too much, and it's could definitely one small cup could be shared between four people.
0: There's this stuff in San Miguel de Allende when you get churros, you chocolate, and it's this like drinking chocolate. They call it yes, and it's too much.
2: Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. Too much. You know what? I'm not even like this is so controversial in my house, but I'm not even like a super super chocolate fan. Like I would prefer apple pie to like some chocolate dessert right. just or whatever. Calm you know, down, then. I think. I'm just saying, you know. But this, their Torres' Torres's chocolate is it's legit. A chocolate chip cookie anytime for me.
0: Anytime, mm. any day of the week, anytime, anywhere, any place. You know, I loved those Le Pan Quotidian, like, giant chocolate chip cookies because yes. they were, like, crunchy on the ends and kind of soft in the middle. Yeah. So you got
2: both. Yeah. Get you a chocolate chip cookie that can do both. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, um, yeah. Cho- so we have our chocolate plans for fall we have our book club but plans for late summer.
0: Yeah, I don't. I think we should do it like in August. I yeah. know Jenny's. I know Jenny's going on vacation. Whatever, we're gonna work it out. Gonna work it out. We'll work Gotta it out. Work it out. Um, what, wait, what, can I tell you something that just happened? Yeah, tell me what happened. Oh well, I got um uh I got this like thing um an email like um from a brand yeah a brand that I have ordered from yeah. And I am the email. You're the like advertisement? Correct. That is so weird. From an Instagram post that I posted that I, I mean, I bought the bathing suit. It was not for free. And I just posted A me in, in the bathing it. suit. Yeah. I actually didn't tag them because I just didn't. But well, okay. The reason, Okay. True, true story. The reason why yeah. I didn't I couldn't remember the name of the bathing suit when I posted okay. it. Okay. Yeah, that's understandable. And then later I was just like, "Ugh, I don't, I'm going back. You know, I'm having a hard time with social media these days." Yeah. Um but they used it and as their advertisement without asking. <laughs> they did not ask me and also at least reach out and be like, "Can we send you some bathing suits?" Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I feel like that
2: So I'm a little like, I I don't know. I don't know. It's a little gross. Did I ever tell you about the weird thing that happened with Gillian Jacobs? No. Okay, one time I was out to dinner in New York City, and I did that thing where I saw Gillian Jacobs. She was eating at the bar, and I did that weird thing where I thought I knew her, and Mm -hmm. I was like, (gasps) I went to say hi, but then I stopped myself because I was like, I don't know Gillian Jacobs in real life at that point. And she was like, hi. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was about to say hi to you because I thought that I knew you, but then I realized that I don't know you. And she said, I know you, you're the producer at Watch What Happens Live. I was on the show. And so I was saying hi to you. And I was like with another friend and we were like, just chit-chatting and the other friend knew her. And then I was like, oh, I like your boots. Those are so cute. And she was like, oh, thanks. Yeah. Didn't mention the name of the boots, nothing. Then I got into a cab to go home. And the first Facebook ad I had was for the brand of boots she was wearing, saying, look at Gillian Jacobs in these boots. And I was like, that's fucking weird. But not weirder than getting an advertisement with yourself in it that you didn't You didn't agree to.
0: I... The advertising, like, algorithm thing, whatever's happening, your phone's listening to you, they're tracking you, they're tracking all of your devices, they, like, like... I... That thing, I feel like we know it's happening and we don't know exactly what the magic is that they're using magic slash bad things, spying, that they're... Dark magic. Well dark magic. Yeah. I mean, because that, that boots thing is weird. And, but that has also like happened to me in so many fucking ways, literally like where I have thought about a product that I've wanted. And then all of a sudden that product is being advertised to me on Instagram. Has that happened to anyone
1: else?
2: Busy. I'm not even joking. One time I was cleaning, I was vacuuming under my bed and I saw I had stashed under my bed a product that at one time advertised on this podcast. I just saw it with my eyes. I was alone in my house, and then when I opened my phone, there was an ad for that. See product. what the fuck is that? I just forwarded I was like, Did you my, my vacuum. Tell tell my phone that <laughs> I just forwarded you the ad uh, to your email. That is so weird. Oh my god, I'm scared to look at it. I but want you I ha- to though. I have heard, like when Lincoln had um, a seizure and was in the hospital, Mm -hmm. I kept, I noticed that all of everybody's scrubs fit really well and they looked nice. Figs. They were figs. figs. Yes. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, that's, that's weird. And then I kept getting ads for figs. And I tweeted about it. And people told me it was because I was in the vicinity of f- other phones that were Googling figs or going on their website to order them. And so their phones told my phone, oh, maybe she's interested in figs. And it seemed weird to me because I wasn't interested in buying Does any. That, just like, did that product under your bed have its own phone? <laughs> no, that's and, what I'm saying. I'm like, And if so, maybe
0: you should take that phone away from that product because I don't <laughs> think it's a responsible phone owner. I was that's like, so I mean, weird. I was
2: actually also kind of proud of the product for like getting in on whatever this technology was because it's like, you know, we advertise for the most part kind of small products. And I was like, they're really stepping up in the world. They're really, you know... Really getting into my mind and my phone. I don't know how, but go you, I guess. I don't know. I don't get, people get very freaked out. I'm not like so freaked out by that stuff. Yeah, But but that's just because I like
0: also assume that everybody has all the information all the time that they need because of the internet. And because of the many years that right, I have been right. on the internet. And like, I always am surprised when people are like scandalized by somebody has my information. It's like, well, yeah, you right. know shit, Like everyone right. has your fucking information. Right. Like it's weird to me that people get precious about their information.
2: Yeah. It's I'm like, just like, I mean, if you have a I phone, mean, the, the, the game is up. Right. It's, done, guys. It's, it's, been, done. it's, it's been been done. It's been done. It's been done. It's Not been done. Not only do they know where you are today, they know They've where you known. are. They've They've known. They've been known. Every, <laughs> as they say. Um, that photo, I just got the advertisement that used your unauthorized photo. And I will say, at least you look very cute. Oh, no. But by the way, I don't think they would have used a bad photo. Let's be real. Yeah. In a way, part of
0: me is like, huh, good. St- she's still got it. Yeah. She could still rep a brand half naked, but I did not get paid (laughs) for that shit and feels a little bit like I should. I mean. Or at least some fucking free suits. Some free suits, maybe. You get a suit and you get a suit. Yeah. Maybe we should have, maybe we should have the woman that does our ad sales because they're like a smaller brand. Maybe we should have her reach out and say, hey, listen, instead of like my agents at ICM (laughs) or something. Yes. Have her reach out and say, like, hey, listen, Busy got this in her email. They talk about it on the podcast. (laughs) A mention of the brand is only going to cost you X. (laughs) (laughs) Also, you owe her 47 free bathing suits. (laughs) And bathing suits for
2: a hundred of her followers. (laughs) Oh, my God. Podcast
0: that, listeners.
2: Yeah. But until then, we're not mentioning the name of the brand. But can I ask you like a serious question? Is that like allowable? Could you go after a brand for that? Or is it allowable because you posted it on social media?
0: I literally have no idea of my rights or anything. <laughs> also, also, I didn't, again, I did not tag the Brand.
2: Oh, no. They were watching. They so, Once they saw your name on the order, they were like, they put someone on it and they were like, watch this bitch's Instagram. You know what I ordered recently that I, did, I paid for because I just wanted to try it? I ordered yeah. some
0: non-alcoholic rosé. Yeah. I want to make my own. I have notes.
2: Okay. Interesting. I want non-alcoholic rosé, guys. Okay. All right. For those times when you want. And I want like the
0: little bit of the taste, but I don't want to like have a buzz because last weekend, Bertie had a bat mitzvah situation, wanted me to come. It was very important that I go pick Bertie and their friend up, but I had had two glasses of rosé, so I can't drive at that point. Right. And Bertie was annoyed. Yeah. And also Bertie does not like an Uber, which tbh neither do i yeah who does you never know what you're gonna get never know but anyway and i was like ugh, it was just like one of those like hot summer new york nights where i was like if i had had a non-alcoholic rose i would have enjoyed it i actually tried the one first to see but honestly it just did not measure up to my bev
2: Interesting. Well, are they least, advertising today on the podcast? I don't know, but they—they they have love them. supported us for so. I we long really love and, them, and but so, I swear to God, I like was like this
0: isn't as good as that. Yeah, and then I was just was like, well, I'll just have to have my two, my two cans of bev. Have Which you, is
2: actually, I guess, <laughs> three glasses of wine. So. Have you ever tried one part, um, Welch's grape juice to three parts Welch's white grape juice? Uh, yeah, I get sick. <laughs> that that is actually what we would it's do too on. Sugary.
0: Yeah, we would like a lot of times um, on television and stuff. They would they would do like grape juice, right? For right. Wine, yeah. And I actually d- I do think this wine that I ordered, this non alcoholic wine that I ordered, I think I'm gonna ask ne- next job I have where I need some wine in the scenes, I'm going to ask them to get this instead. Oh, every cool. time, yeah. every time it's grape juice, I get sick. Sick. Have you ever, even just like sipping a little bit, it's like... It's too much sugar. Yeah. It is too much fucking
2: sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I find juice... This is what a nerd I am. I can't drink any full strength juice. Like when our kids were little, they wanted juice and we would always put like a splash of juice with like mostly water. Well, like apple and grape, yes, but like orange juice? Orange juice I loved when I was pregnant. Like that was my actual main craving. Orange yeah, juice I with love ice. Orange juice with ice. But now, 50 years old, the acid reflux is like I instantly get acid reflux from drinking orange juice. So I just avoid it altogether. So I'm like, juice is like an impossible dream for me at this point. So maybe, maybe that's our next thing. Maybe Okay, which brings us to this guys. Casey and I are ready to scam. <laughs>
0: And we need to know what kind of scams we should do. We've we like, got to scam really something.
2: up to some lady scammers and well, we, we
0: like we realized that maybe our t- hot take on the NFTs was the wrong one because we could have <laughs> my credit cards could be working right now.
2: If, I don't know, though, people continue to lose so much money on the NFTs, you know, not
0: the famous people.
2: I, well, oh, what do you mean? I, but they're going to lose followers. Ha- people keep getting uh. hacked and and losing money. And I'm like, I just don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think we would have gotten hacked and and robbed. It's like a <sighs> it's like a modern day stagecoach stick up. But yeah, I don't think the famous people um, are losing anything on their NFTs because I think they were given them in the first place to to talk about them. So that's my. I'm not gonna okay. I'm not going so far as to say that I wish we had been
0: on another side of the NFT conversation. (laughs) Because I think that, you know, I think we were on the right side of history with that one. And
2: I'm proud of our early hot takes. And dare I say our moral stance on it, which is that people might not know what they're getting into. And it's unfair to them because they're going to lose money. And it's, yes, of course,
0: of course. And this is, and then we just get back to why we're not good scammers <laughs> because we get to like, we can't do that. That's not good for the environment. Well, we can't do that. That person is a shitball. We can't do that. <laughs> I don't trust that these people are going to be conscientious and blah, blah, blah. This has been our downfall. But like our moral compass, so many things. Not are... downfall. It's been our. It's.
2: <sighs> yeah, I mean, we haven't fallen all the way down. We've just been no. held. We've just no. been held back. Just,
0: it's just been our economic. Yeah. Stasis. It's been our economic stasis. Yeah. However, here's an idea. Maybe. We're just. Maybe we just
2: being given a gift. Maybe. But you know, I have long thought, and listeners, tell me if you agree with this. I have long thought that Busy and I should launch some type of brand, like a product that could maybe be sold on the shelves of Target. But Busy, here's where we differed. I thought that we should come up with a Line of pads tampons and but then busy was like well i use menstrual cups but i'm like i think we could do all of this because you know people use different things but my idea for a tampon is just a tampon that like works well um not like the tampons in mexico at your birthday party what a bad time to get my period without having brought tampons um All the tampons in Mexico at that resort were for very dainty bleeders. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And also that resort was so full service that it didn't have trash cans anywhere. And so there was just a person that would jump out and try to take your garbage. And I was like, it's a tampon. Like, let me throw it away myself. I'm demanding that you allow me to throw away my own garbage. But anyway this is my idea for a tampon, just a tampon that works well, that has like a super fun applicator. So you're like shoving a little joy up your vagina when on a, on a otherwise. Okay. By
0: super fun applicator, what are you envisioning? Like a clown face on it or what?
2: <laughs> if you're into that, but like, I think like polka dots or like, you know, uh-huh. uh, what, what would, what would make you happy? Help me brainstorm listeners. I think yeah, polka dots, some stripes, like some fruit stripe gum. Um, I, I like that motif. Uh, you know, just things that would be appropriate to put in your vagina when you had your period, um, but are also fun. Like I think, you know, you know how when your coat, like you're wearing a coat and it's like a nice coat, but inside it has like a jazzy lining and, uh, and, and that's sort of fun. Like it has like a, a, a cool print that is only just for you. Or like when you, you know, put like a fun printed drawer liner inside your underwear drawer and only you ever see it. Cause only you ever open your underwear like that, like just a, a tampon applicator that is fun and joyful and works just as well as um as a tampon that works well, you know? I think there's I think there's a space in the market for that. For for joyful tampons. And pads for that matter. Joyful pads. And uh we can get crazy with with menstrual cups as well. Uh these are all things that could stand to be zhuzhed up a little in my opinion.
0: Um I mean I, yeah, I know, I know. Listen, I, I do and I don't, like, I, right, the period line we had discussed, but then I also felt like at the exact same time, like, Carla was starting the period underwear thing, which right. I'm, like, a big believer in the period underwear, and I like a cup, you know, and yeah. I don't use tampons or pads, although I am all about, like, destigmatizing period stuff.
2: And yeah, it's true. I get it. I have to use like all, I have to use like all types of, I have to have several layers of projection between me and say a white sofa at a Mexican resort. We should have asked Jenny
0: about her period story because it's amazing. I forgot. (laughs) When she got her period on a producer's sofa. Oh my God. It's like one of my favorite stories. I love it.
2: Yeah. I mean, um can I tell you that almost every important meeting I've ever had, I've had my period for it and the moment when you're trying to check the person's sofa as you're leaving to make sure that you haven't bled. I had my period on Eric Gurion's sofa at Little Stranger. I didn't like I didn't get blood on his sofa. I just was very concerned the entire time that I was bleeding on his sofa. And the fact that we can go in, take a meeting, be bleeding out of our vaginas and worried that it's getting on the sofa and still, like, land a job is a miracle. I don't know about you, but my biggest fear is that my sweaty butt is on a sofa when I get up. Oh, yeah, that too. Or, like, thigh sweat. I've had that too. I've had that too. That's why I... That's another reason to take a snack at a meeting because you take a snack and you take the napkin and then when you get up, if your butt sweat on like a leather seat, you can be like, oh, I got crumbs on the seat, and you can quick wipe the sweat off the.
0: Oh, and chair. this is why we subscribe and download this podcast <laughs> for tips like that, things that never occurred to me until this second. Fantastic, Casey! Thank you for that. <laughs> Oh, my gosh.
2: Ooh, I love my beauty counter. You know I love it because you know I keep sunscreen right by my bed and put it on before I even get out of bed in the morning.
0: Well, Beauty Counter, if you guys don't know, is a leader in the clean beauty industry with the collective mission to get safer products into the hands of everyone. Their motto is that beauty should be good for you. And... Their Countersun Daily Sheer Defense for Face, SPF
2: 25, is our new favorite. <laughs> it guards against the sun's damaging ray with daily SPF 25 facial sunscreen formulated with non-nano zinc oxide. And it provides broad
0: spectrum protection against UVA and UVB rays. You can layer it over Daily moisturizer under makeup. It's lightweight. It's fast absorbing. It's super blendable. I it there's like no white cast cast like, all over your face. Um, who was it that just did a really funny Instagram with their face all
2: <laughs> all ghosted up from ghosted sunscreen? Up. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, there's nothing worse than it. Um, but it's really fantastic. And you know, the best part is that. It's free of a lot of the things that are just not what you need to be putting on your body, in your body, anywhere near your body, or in the ocean, right? Um, or water. It's
2: it's oxybenzone free, oxy, octinoxate. I don't even know how to say that. Oxybenzone we, if you, free. If you can't
0: say it, it should not you, be. You on shouldn't your have face. it on your
2: face. Octinoxate <laughs> um, um, and, and, free and reef friendly.
0: Yes. And it's reef friendly. Guys, you got to get into it right now. Beauty Counter is exclusively offering our listeners 30% off your first order in case you needed another reason to switch to a clean routine with Counter Sun. Visit beautycounter.com and use the promo code BEST at checkout. That's promo code BEST, B-E-S-T, for 30% off your first order at Beauty Counter com. Maybe I need upstart. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guys, we've been talking about it. We talk about this. We talk about it a lot because people don't talk about it. They don't talk about their periods enough, and they don't talk about their money enough. And they don't talk about when, you know, there's issues with either one of them. <laughs> um, and we're yeah. having issues with both. And listen, that's Okay. <laughs> There are things to help. Listen, if you're carrying a credit balance month after month, it can feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of debt. Upstart can help you make that final payment so you can get ahead. If you dread looking at your credit card statements, you're not alone. You know your girl's with you. Debt can feel crippling. Upstart can help you on your path to financial Freedom. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan, and it's all done online, whether it's paying off credit cards or consolidating high interest debt or even just funding personal expenses. Over half a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment. Upstart knows that you're more than just your credit score, and they're expanding access to affordable credit. Unlike other lenders, Upstart considers your income and current employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan. They do a five-minute online rate check. You can see where your rate is going to be upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. And you can receive those funds within one business day. That's
2: amazing. That is amazing.
0: Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash best. That's upstart.com slash best. Don't forget to use our URL so that we get credit. Let them know (laughs) we sent you. Loan amounts are going to be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash best. Oh my God, guess what? Tell me. I met a friend yesterday, and we were, like, walking, and we both realized we hadn't eaten. And I was like, oh, let's just, like, pop by Via Carada and get – I was like, what are you in the mood for? And she was like, something green and, like, a glass of wine. It was, like, afternoon, afternoon-y. Yeah, perfect. And I was like, great. Let's get a salad. And, like, Via Is like, great, because it's, like, wine and salad. Yeah. <laughs> we We can do it. And we saw our friend who's the manager who listens to the – pod.
2: Nicole. Hi, Nicole.
0: And Nicole, guess who I had just missed by minutes.
2: I don't want to guess.
0: Now keep in mind, Nicole, avid listener of the pod, friend and fan. Who was it that I just missed in New York city? What I talked about. On the podcast. <laughs> Wait. It was Michael Jackson. It was Michael <gasps> Michael, Michael R. Jackson. Jackson? Oh, my yes. gosh. Was having, like,
2: a lunch there with someone. Oh, my gosh. That's the writer and creator of A Strange Loop on Broadway. I was going to brag to you, Busy, that our friend William Flood, who I mentioned, also a listener of the podcast, was... Um, He tweeted about, because Michael R. Jackson was on CBS Sunday Morning, I think, this past week. They did a profile on him. I think it was this past week. And um, he tweeted to me saying, you should watch this. It's amazing. Michael R. Jackson, you're amazing. And Michael R. Jackson liked two tweets that he was tagged in from William Flood and I. So I feel like, I know you want to become friends with him. I feel like he's at least that accessible that he will like a tweet that you tag him in. All right. I mean, I know, you know, I, I know you're not like, you're not about Twitter that much, but I feel like he's on there. Last week, I could not stop thinking in tweets. It was insane.
0: I should have (laughs) written them down so I could say them to you. And I was like, I just wished that I had, I don't know. Like
2: I just was like, where can these go? Right. Oh, they should be. They should be like um, like too bad there's not a micro blogging site with a bird as a mascot.
0: Well, we just can't get in there anymore. I can't. It's too toxic. And like people are just like, even if I had okay. Do you this is, maybe I was stoned. I don't know. I
2: don't know if I want to say so. I just remembered one. I don't need to say it. <laughs> I felt bad because I kind of roasted—all I've really done on Twitter is, like, I kind of roasted, like, a woman who was— I saw it. I liked it. It made me laugh so hard. (laughs) She was being a little obnoxious, and I didn't think that anyone would pay any attention to it, and, like, a thousand people were like, ha, ha, That thread was amazing, though. That thread was amazing. In case you don't know, in case you're not on Twitter, this lovely woman— Um, said Twitter, like, can you help me? I I don't know her exact, her exact wording. Twitter, can you help? I was doing dishes and I stacked one ceramic bowl inside another ceramic bowl. And, um, and now they're stuck together. They're hopelessly stuck together. Do you have any advice? And then she like goes through all the things that she's tried
0: to get the bowls apart.
2: Yes, yes. And then, so, okay, I just talked about how I hate people repeat their own tweets because they think they're funny or they screenshot them. But this one woman said, why would you stack that small bowl inside a lovely Port marron bowl? I accidentally knocked a whole stack of large Port marron bowls off the fridge top where they were stored. Very painful. And I was like, why would you respond to a sincere request for help? Like, ragging on the person for what they did. Obviously they wouldn't do it again, but in the moment it seemed like a fine idea. So I responded to her, why would you knock a stack of port marron bowls off the fridge top where they were stored? Why would you store port marron bowls on top of a fridge where they were not safe? Anyway, I was just trying to subtly roast her for like why would you talk to a stranger like that on Twitter who had a sincere request for help um, but I didn't think anyone would really notice because like I didn't know the woman that I was responding to and I didn't know the woman that had the bowl problem to begin with I don't but- think it was a subtle roast but yeah <laughs> you're like <laughs> Busy's like um actually you're very mean <laughs> but then she wrote back saying obviously it was an accident and i was like should i respond to this saying like you're missing the point i was trying to point out that you weren't being that nice in the first place but i'm like then if i'm becoming like so mean over pointing out to someone that they weren't nice then who's the mean one but um then someone made me lol because they were like god wake up (laughs) to the lady. And I was like, everyone is on 11. Like, everybody's on 11 getting ready to go up to 12 about bowls. About everything. About everything. Everything. My friend Shauna tweeted the other day about how, like, when an x-ray technician tells you that everything is perfectly safe and then they put a lead apron on you and run out the door as soon as possible. Like, just as, like, a joke tweet. And, like, so many people responded to her being, like, why should x-ray techs risk their life for you? And, and, like, you know, just all this stuff. And she was like, oh, okay, I'll add this to the list of, like, things that I can't make, like, a mild observational joke about. (laughs) And I am just, like... We're all broken. We're all broken. It's done. <laughs> he, we're, we're in a post-humor world. Busy is literally licking the top of her salad container. Well, obviously, because
0: that's where the dressing is. <laughs> <laughs> and anyone who doesn't know that doesn't know me or McDonald's salad shakers from my childhood.
2: <gasps> oh my God, I, lo- I miss McDonald's salads so much. Nobody makes them anymore. It's nobody so makes the salads like McDonald's used to make those salads. Ugh, so annoying. My anyway. God, the
0: sound of the salad being shook is so um, deeply tied to my mother and like a very specific era of my childhood. But I did like this salad because I loved because uh, I love ranch dressing. Okay, yeah. um, but just that noise of my mother shaking the salads—it's yeah. like her favorite. It was like her favorite thing to do. It's to so shake those salads.
2: That's like um, maybe that's the key to the Kardashian success—is that there always were shaking salads on that show, and it well, and it touched a, something inside of people.
0: I don't know if that's the secret to their success. <laughs> 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 just kidding. I'm just kidding.
2: I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. What do we think
0: <laughs> about them? What do we think about that wedding, like being branded by Dolce and Gabbana? Do we even talk about that?
2: No, I don't think so. I don't know. It just—I guess I don't know either. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I was more bummed out that um, Kim endorsed Rick Caruso to be the mayor of L.A. And, you know, I just think like he's already a billionaire. He already he's not a Democrat. He's like is saying he is one now. I don't think he is. This is like this is so inside baseball. Nobody in the rest of the country maybe cares about who is being elected mayor of L.A. But I just here's what I feel like. I feel like if you're a billionaire and you own a bunch of great malls that everybody loves, can't that just be enough? Can't you just can't you just groove on that? And if you want to like help homelessness with your billions of dollars, like just do that. Serve the public like from your desk at the mall office, you know? Like just do that. Like that's but this is how I feel about everything. Like, I'm like when Kenny Rogers opened Kenny Rogers roasters, I was like, isn't it enough just to be Kenny Rogers? Why do you have to get in the chicken business? Maybe he really liked chicken. But I know, but I feel like there's probably like some person who also really liked chicken and that was their dream and they couldn't get into the space because they were crowded out by Kenny Rogers.
0: But also,
2: this goes back to why I was like, I don't want to do a tampon line. It's true. It's true. You don't want to crowd out another tampon fan who aspires to make great tampons. I don't aspire to do it.
0: I don't have any desire to. I mean, I, I don't care about putting something fun at my cunt. <laughs> um, <laughs> that ship sailed <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> oh, my oh gosh. Oh, my God. I'm wow. so
2: over everything. I can't. Yeah, I think everybody is kind of over everything. Like, I was trying to write yesterday, and, like, getting me to write at all is a real chore, but just yesterday I was like, what am I doing? Like, I I just, I couldn't make anything happen. I couldn't, nothing.
0: And we went to see Cricket at school doing this, like, they had their invention convention share yeah. with the parents. So all the parents had to be there, like at exactly like a certain time. Mind you, the very first time I've like stepped foot in the kid's school wasn't until last week because Bertie needed something. And I just like took it over to the school. And then the security people were like, oh, you can just go up and take it. And I was like, oh, because my children started that school in September, 2020, Right. We never toured it. Right. I didn't even know what it looked like inside. Right. It's so nice. (laughs) Like, wild. Anyway, it's like a gorgeous school. And like they have, it's, I'm happy to know that everybody, anyway, so Cricket had that share thing yesterday. We went, went in with the parents and Cricket's like really hit the age now. And maybe, oh, no, I'm going to cry. And maybe that's part of why I'm having a hard time today because I've been having a hard day. But, like, she's, like, deeply embarrassed by us and, like, deeply, like, does not want to, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. When your kids hit that age and they're just, like, all of a sudden they're aware. And I just, like, thought that she was never going to be – and it made me so sad. But my whole point was to circle back. I met the dad of one of Cricket's friends who I've, like, just never met because just have never met him, but I've hung out yeah. with the mom a ton. And yeah. she's, like, literally probably my only mom friend since Lisa left and moved. Um, And the dad said something, and he was like, Uh, Whatever he said something like almost nonsensical, and he was like, "I mean June, oh God." He was just like, "I'm like I don't understand, and no one's brain works anymore." Like you know what I mean? Like I just was like, I get it. Like I fully understand the disconnect. And then like ten minutes later, we were talking about something else, and I was like, "Okay, so good. So I'll look about plans for you know Cricket's birthday is coming up or whatever." I was like, "Okay, good. So I'll look. I'll look. Um, or look for that." Yeah, I'll look for that in June. And everyone, all three of the other parents standing there, Mark, my friend, and her husband, went, July. And I was like, yes,
2: <laughs> July. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. July. Well, in fairness, they have the same first two letters.
0: In fairness, is, uh, I know when my kid's birthday is. Like, it's, my brain is just not...
2: Yeah. It's like firing it remi-
0: on all cylinders because it's taken up with so much other fucking shit.
2: Right. It reminds me of when I had pregnancy brain and, you know, would say like, I'm going to get paint when I meant to say I'm going to get lunch. You know, it's it's just- the
0: same thing. By the way, that's um like word replacement aphasia, which is the thing that I used to have when I was really stressed out. And sometimes I still do, actually. Yeah. And maybe I do have it right now. And maybe that's what it is.
2: Maybe. I mean, it's just, it really reminds me of that when you're like, how would I even think that or say that? How did that even come out of my mouth? But you know, but remember my early COVID theory that we all had pregnancy brain and I put it on Instagram. Yes. And I was right. And you were right. It does really remind me of that. But what
0: do we do? What can we collectively do? Like, like I'm like trying to figure out, okay, we've talked about it. Everyone's in agreement. I've talked about it. With people one-on-one, we've talked about it on this podcast, listeners have written in, blah, 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 blah. Everybody has said some version of the same thing, which is like, we are at our wit's end. And we are all exhausted and we are all like little frayed ends of a wire. Yeah. Yeah. And so what the fuck do we do to reset ourselves? What can we do? Like, should, I'm not even kidding you. Doesn't, doesn't like the Senate and Congress and shit take like July off? Don't they?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. They go on like a huge break. Yeah.
0: Which is why the Supreme Court's going to announce their decision on Roe in, well, probably my birthday week, which is just like, are you fucking kidding me?
2: Yeah, that seems that seems like a personal attack. I'm sure, considering that you're so passionate about that topic. I'm
0: not passionate about it. I just am like, I'm not any more passionate about it than I am equality for anything else. Like, I'm just so sick of like the insanity. I'm I'm stop the insanity. Susan Powder, Aww. there's there was stop the insanity. I used to. See Can we her, bring back stop the insanity? I used to hear shopping at,
2: at Strawberry in uh, the Strawberry Clothing Store in Manhattan back when she was like Susan Powder. She was like the lady, you know, the exercise lady. No diet, exercise, diet. What
0: was her thing? I can't even I, remember. She
2: just wanted us to stop the insanity and. Lose, I also want to stop weight. the insanity. Well, here's stop what, the insanity. <laughs> here's what I think. You've been really smart about this, busy in the past, talking about like the medium is is the message, and all of all of these really smart things about what we consume and the way we consume it. And it's like when you know when you were saying your kids get when they get too much screen time, they turn into assholes. I just think I'm big on not belaboring things. I think once you've said what you have to say about something, it doesn't do a lot of good to keep saying it. If you don't then do something about what you just said, Mm -hmm. then you're just being performative. So when people belabor a point constantly day after day online, and I see a lot of people Doing that. And it, and I get it. Like the, in some ways, I'm like, okay, this person is a representative for this organization. It's their job to get this information out. But I also see just regular people and they just belabor these points day after day about what should be happening and what could be happening and what they're worried about is going to happen. And, you know, and I get it. But consuming all of that for me is like, it's it's not great for me. So once i say i agree with this and i share it or whatever, then my next step is to like try to do something about it. And by do something about it, i am not saying like solve it because like if it was fucking possible for me to solve these things by myself, then everything would be solved. So like realistically i know that's not the case. But i mean, can i devote an hour to making calls? Can i amplify this, uh, you know, and, but amplify, but not belabor. Um, can I make a donation? Do I have the money to make a donation? What can I do? Just, and the reason that I'm doing that is like, it is selfish because it does make me feel a little better. It does make me feel like, okay, now I can put in a load of laundry and like live to fight another day. I think it's that we're fucking trying to fight on all fronts, white supremacy, misogyny, um, public health, uh, and the way that we have ignored the disabled community and just acted like fucking good luck. Hope you survive, you know? Um, and, and they've already been surviving in the face of being, Invisible in our society And just everything Ukraine, you know And and it's it's just fucking everything It's been thing after thing And I feel like Obviously we're worn down Obviously, obviously But
0: even like, yeah I mean, but
2: just like one of those things Is enough Would be too much Would be too much for anything And so... (sighs) I look at it like, gosh, it fucking sucks right now. There are also a lot of people that have it way shittier than me and have had it way shittier than me. And, like, the fact that I'm more aware of that now is, like, both shameful and, like, I'm glad. You know? I mean, I'm not going to beat myself up For making progress because it wasn't fast enough. I'm just going to focus on continuing to make progress. But also, it's, we can only do what we can only do. And I do feel like a lot of this, like Twitter in particular, I haven't been using Twitter that much because it's like I check in, I hear what I have to hear. And then, but to like stay on it for hours is just marinating in, you know, it's it's marinating in the belaboring of all of these points. And it's taking time away from, well, I could fucking do something. I could, like, you know, I could make some calls. I could write some postcards. I could do something. You know, right now, like, the thing that I've chosen not to belabor this week is, like, there's an election in L.A. It's pretty important. Hardly anyone has voted, I know that the ballot is onerous. Please vote. It's today. I mean, by the time you're listening to this tomorrow, it will have already been decided, all of this shit. But that's like, you know, but one Instagram story, one Instagram post, that's kind of all I can do at this point when the election is today, you know? but I don't need to like marinate in every thought about it all day long because whatever's happening is happening kind of at this point. And I used my voice and I exercised my right to vote. But like, also, I've been increasingly feeling like I can't live people's lives for them. You know what I mean? Like if, I can try to convince someone that this stuff is important, but I can't demand that it be important to them. You know, and I can't. I can try to convince someone to see the validity of my argument in something, but I can't. I just can't make them. I can only try. And sometimes, when you're trying at anything, you have to rest after the trying. You know, like you. It's just- when you work out, you have to pause after. You and I talked offline,
0: off of this podcast, about the unfortunate part of human nature that affects a lot of Americans, specifically, I think. But maybe it's Western culture. I mean, I don't know. I know. I can just speak to the people in this country. Yeah. That... Unless that thing impacts you personally, you don't really feel motivated to, like, show up for it, vote for it, figure out how to make a change. And it's wild to me Yeah. That so many people live that way. Yeah. And I was really surprised to see how many celebrities were like saying to vote for Rick Caruso. By the way, guys, no one loves the fucking Grove more than your girl. Love that mall. Love. That. I love those Caruso malls more than anything. I do know that he is anti-choice. I do know he's, And if he's saying that he now is not, he's definitely not what we would call pro-choice. He's not (laughs) going to, he's not going to help make Los Angeles the sanctuary city that it needs to be in what's going to become a real fucking humanitarian crisis in our country in in a few short weeks, in a few short fucking weeks. Right. And what we need is, like, it's important on all levels that we're, like, actively seeking out people that are going to help course correct this titanic right of a fucking disaster that's right. about to happen but then i realized that like celebrities are like scared seriously yeah and wealthy. And and wealthy. And they don't like... They are they are being single-issue voters. And their single issue is, like, the rise in crime and homelessness. And the, what right. they see is, like, the tie between the unhoused and the rise in crime in the city. And that Rick Crusoe's like, that's it. That's my priority. My number one. I'm going to get rid of one. this. I'm going yeah. to yeah. get rid of this because I'm going to, like... He's going to, I guess, like build a grove for unhoused yeah. people or whatever. And he's like, you can trust me because I'm, I have all this stuff. It's like,
2: who knows? Who knows? I, I mean, who knows? No, I mean like, no, mean, of, like, no that that's like his pla- that, his
0: platform. Like I, I, we, I Googled him this morning. Cause I was right. like, look, I'm not, I'm not there anymore. You know right. what I mean? Like I'm not in LA. And so, but I have heard a lot from a lot of my friends and close, close people who are still there, like, what people see as, like, the most pressing issue in right. the city.
2: Yeah, I mean, a number of these celebrities that were uh, that were endorsing him don't even live in Los Angeles. He wouldn't even be their mayor, but it, I guess they just do a lot of business in Los Angeles. I mean, listen, talk about belaboring. By the time this podcast comes out, this will be a done deal. Either he'll be the mayor of LA or he'll be in a runoff. Uh, listen, listen, his platform
0: is End Street Homelessness, Public safety rick caruso's plan to cut crime and make the community safer from gun violence and force real reform in la and corruption and ethics his plan and pledge to run the cleanest and most transparent mayoral administration in the history of los angeles um you know i mean like are you gonna put soda in the water fountains too babe yeah, I guess it would, sound I would love good.
2: it. It would sound good to I guess someone that's incredibly wealthy. It's like here's what it reminds me of is that you know how people say like white women can say all they want about certain things and what they believe in, but at the end of the day a lot of white women vote like white women and they vote to protect their interests over the interests of other people. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, you know, that I, that's what I see as like holding true for like some celebrities in this LA, you know, like before they're anything else, they're celebrities, you know what I mean? Like that is, that is who they are and they're wealthy and they want to protect their wealth and, I guess, their perceived safety, even though, as I said, some of them don't even really live in the city. But like, but what people here's the striking thing to me is that people, even though we just went through a recall election for our governor, Gavin Newsom, and I didn't know this before, that if he didn't get 50 percent or more of the vote, it automatically, like, was a done deal, you know? And so that's the same thing for mayor. If Rick Caruso today gets more than 50% of the vote, it doesn't matter what everybody else gets in the primary, he's the new mayor. Like, it's done. They're not going to hold another election. So my hope is that we're going to a runoff, but he will be in that runoff. But again, we're talking about a thing that's already, like, in the the rearview mirror now, you know? Um, So... Who knows what the fuck will have happened. But I just think that what I have been seeing is that a lot of us have forgotten the way that these things work. And it's hard, right? Because we just keep telling people to like, you got to vote, you got to vote. And it's hard because so many people, Black women in particular, have been working for fucking decades for candidates that they probably that probably weren't their favorite, for candidates who mostly aligned with the issues that were important to them, but also probably like you know, looking at candidates and being like, "Well, this is the best that we have right now, and I'm going to work my ass off to get them elected." And so, you know, it's weird now to see people who haven't been working for decades, almost feeling like a little fragile. You know, I've watched, I've watched Black women do this for decades. They literally are the backbone of the party. And that is not to say, I mean, I hate to see it when people are like, you know, Black women will save us. Black women need to save us. We can always count on Black women because they're the ones who should be saying, like, we're exhausted. Can somebody else like please run the ball down the field a little bit and not solely depend on us to make this right you know because it's gotten us into a real fucking pickle you know anyway uh, I just said I just bragged about how not bragged but I just said how I don't like to (laughs) belabor things I just said how I don't like to belabor things and here I am belaboring things I just think that we need to kind of rise above the bullshit we need to be aware of like actual brass tacks like what the laws are what is happening when it's happening what we can do and what is too late to do and stop you know marinating ourselves in all this like it's it's navel gazing right It's it's we're just looking into our own belly buttons and and just repeating the same shit over and over like a a, we're like a bunch of weird bots ourselves. And it's like, what is this doing? What is this doing? You know, is it is it doing anything? Is it moving the needle if it's moving the needle? Is it alienating people? I don't fucking know what the answer is, but all I know is like I just can't marinate in the bullshit rhetoric myself that's why i'm like let's call shannon watts let's i want to get my marching orders from shannon watts let's talk to the states project well for
0: sure like that's but you know we talk about that all the time like i feel like i'm very well aware of like work that's been done work that continues to be done by others and I never feel like my job is to start a new thing. Right. It's like to find the place where it's being most effective and like join in there, right? Yeah. When I was doing the um keynote thing with Alexis McGill Johnson from uh, Planned Parenthood, who's the president of Planned Parenthood, and a fucking genius. She's a genius. Um, She's incredible. And it was such an honor to be able to do that with her. Afterwards, there was this woman that came up to me who was a white woman and who has some, I don't know, was like explaining to me who she was and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's great. This is all great. Like, I mean, nice to meet you, whatever. And then she was like, I had this idea. We should like, there should be storytelling about abortions because blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yes. And there have, there have been storytelling about abortions for many, many years started, you know, by black women and um, women of color and, you know, these organizations exist and it's super important to like, and she's like, yeah, but I'm thinking like I should do that. That's what I should do. I should start a thing where, like, I do, like, tell people stories of abortion. Like, I just think that's so powerful. And I was like, yes, it is. Which is why (laughs) there are... Several organizations that I am now going to point you to and, like, you know, told her, like, we testify and, um, you know, shout your abortion and, like, all of these other things. And she's like, right, yeah. But I was just thinking, like, I should do that. Like, that should be my mission is, like, to start, like, a thing where women just feel really comfortable to tell their abortion stories. And I was like, you should do it. I think that's great. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just was like. how much can you? yeah, Three times. Just like three times. And I was like, yes, and that is a great idea. I'm so glad you had it. Also, it has existed. And that's also great because
2: you can just go and join that. Join that because that's... Well, that's, you know, it's interesting, right? Because, and I don't know quite how how this happens, but I think what we know about conservatives is they're not very splintery.
0: They're not splintery because they just follow like
2: They white just men. follow white men. Right. Yes. And so when Madison Cawthorn like says some crazy shit and gets cast out by the party it's so sensational to us because that never happens. Or like the whole thing with like Vice President Mike Pence on January 6th actually being afraid that his party would murder him. He thought he was going to get murdered. By the
0: way, I think that is like so fucking wild. How are people not talking more about that? It's wild. Like, and that Donald Trump literally was like, okay,
2: yeah. I mean, do you think that guy cares about a murder? cares about a no, casual I, murder of a no, vice president. No, I don't think so. I don't no, know you're right, you're right. I don't know. Right. Um but so these are so sensational and wild to us because like there never is like a rupture or a split in in the Republican Party. Like, Liz Cheney leading this January 6th committee is, like, unfathomable to them. And this is, like, who knows what the fuck will happen when they start airing these hearings on Thursday. Will people care about it? I saw everyone glued to the Johnny Depp-Amber Heard trial. I'm hoping people will care as much about this. I don't know. I'm hoping people will care as much about this as they do about watching The Bachelor for several hours per week when it's on. But I don't know. I don't I I, if I'm being honest, I don't think it's likely. But there's something about the more liberal, the more left, there's something about us that makes us so splintery. And yeah, everybody always wants to start their own thing. And so like that diminishes the idea that there's strength in numbers because I think sometimes we have a hard time like collecting numbers the way that we should. And then, you know, when we do, like, make a big show, like a women's march or, you know, any type of march, there's always something that's, like, kind of fucked up about it. And it turns out it wasn't inclusive or it was problematic in some way. But because we're, like, the group that is striving to be as inclusive and as unproblematic as possible, it's always pointed out, you know what I mean, whereas like if something was problematic on the right, they'd just be like, yeah, who fucking cares? We love yeah. being problematic. That's great. That's the that's the goal. You know? So there is something where it is hard for us to reach any type of consensus and also like I don't know. Yeah, there is something where people are just always trying to start their own thing and I think like people have to ask themselves why they're so eager to start their own thing when they haven't even done the work of seeing whether or not that thing already exists. I don't know. White ladies sometimes just like, fucking white lady
0: it up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's hard. I've fully white ladyed it up before, you know? Yeah. Many times. I'm sure. Maybe this is the moment where I am right now. I don't fucking know. I'm just saying like, I try to, like, be aware. Self-aware. Well, Jenny said that thing about being self-aware, right? Like, you know, in regards to, like, writing a book about social media stars, like, a fictional book sort of, like, skewering an obsession with... Right. Likes. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And posting. Yeah. And... She's like, I couldn't have done it if I wasn't aware of my own participation in it and how it has affected my life in ways that I'm not proud of. And I guess it's like, you know, I talk about this with some people, like people who really don't like to be uncomfortable, you know, some people really some certain people can handle being uncomfortable more than other people. I would say. For sure. I'm so, a person that like, I can hold some big uncomfortableness. I can definitely hold physical uncomfortableness. Like I can hold certain, certain emotional uncomfortability even about myself or like my own shit. I think I get into trouble when I'm, like, in deep personal relationships with people who happen to be men. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's hard for me to be uncomfortable with a thing that they might say because my default is that they're wrong because they're men. Right. And they're fucking assholes. Yeah. But I don't know. We're not really well trained at being uncomfortable. Or a lot of people aren't.
2: No, not at all. Especially white people, right? Yeah, that's where... Well, because, you know, our experience has always been the default, and so we assume it's the universal experience. And, yeah, it's very obvious that we're not well-trained at... We're not trained at how to apologize. Mm -hmm. We're not trained at how to take accountability for anything. And we're not trained at being uncomfortable. And I think, like... The invention of, like, phones and social media, like, really plays into that because it gives you, like, a whole other universe you can escape into and marinate in things. And I can take a moment where I'm made to feel uncomfortable, get on my phone, and then within seconds, I can be outraged at someone else. And Mm -hmm. turning that uncomfortability on, like, this person, you know, like... Liked an Instagram post that was problematic. How dare they or whatever. And like, I'm not saying that that person doesn't deserve to be, to be called out for that. Uh, You know, depending on the circumstances, I'm saying all of a sudden I've had like, it's like this drug to like turn off my uncomfortability with my own shortcoming and be like, now I'm mad at this guy, you know? And it's just like, I mean... I can be mad. It, it's just, it's a it's a tightrope, right? Because, like, I want to acknowledge the things that need to be better. I want people to acknowledge where they could be better, but they aren't, a lot of people aren't there yet. But also, I'm doing all of these things so that, like the world will be better and I can live my life, but I also have to like live my life in the world as it is right now. Right. And so, you know, sometimes you got to fucking stop and make a turkey sandwich. If you can, if you have the luxury of being able to make a turkey sandwich, maybe that's a better use of your five minutes than like, you know, just retweeting roasts of like a rude bowl lady, you know? Let's talk about self care. <laughs> Let's.
0: Ugh, I don't know, Casey. We're just trying.
2: We're just trying. And again, I sound like such a hundred-year-old woman. Like, but even like self care, I think has become this wild fantasy that we escape into and i think we tell ourselves me looking at an influencer doing self-care on instagram is my self-care but it's really not it's really not it's just it's just anesthetizing you, you know you could like go take a nice shower You know, maybe if you're lucky, you could go take a real nice shower instead of watching someone's post-shower routine on Instagram. And I love that shit. I love that shit. But I also know that I have a tendency to fall into a hole where I will watch someone else living their life for so fucking long while... I let things go that I should be doing. I will watch someone fold their laundry on Instagram in like some snappy way with some music that I like instead of folding my own fucking laundry. And it's like a problem sometimes for me. For me. <laughs>
0: an ad for you (laughs) just in the just in the fucking episode we were just talking about how much we love Bev I was just talking about how I was like maybe I'll try this other non-alcoholic wine just to like see if it no I want my Bev I love my (laughs) Bev I love the way it tastes it's so good and light and sparkly and like I just love it I just love it
2: It's such a treat. And that's the thing about Bev is that you have one can. It's not too much. You're not opening a whole bottle. And it's such a treat. It's such a delight to sit down with a can of Bev at the end of the day or the middle of the day, whatever you're doing. I'm basically at the Bev time here in New York time right now. now. It's 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 basically Bev 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 (laughs) (laughs)
0: o'clock. I got it in my fridge. (laughs) I actually just saw. And by the way, I don't think this is. Even in here, they they have six varietals. There's rose, soft blanc, pinot gris, pinot noir, and their recently launched sparkling rosé, glam and glitz. I actually just saw that they had like a pride can. Oh, was nice! So cute. A limited edition white wine spritzer.
2: I what? know you. I know you love a limited edition.
0: I really do. Well, anyway, they're doing um, when you buy Bev Pride. They're donating 10% to Weigh Out, that's amazing. which is um, a nonprofit dedicated to the safety and empowerment of LGBTQIA plus folks nationwide, tirelessly working to build a world where no one has to hide or be alone because everyone deserves to feel pride. Plus, the cans are rainbow. I'm ordering them right now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: zero sugar only three carbs 100 calories per serving anyway guys go get your own Bev it's perfect for
0: everything get two-day shipping straight to your door shipping's always free we worked out a special deal we love Bev 20% off your first purchase plus free shipping always on all orders i suggest trying their best-selling ladies night variety pack so you can check out all the delicious varietals <laughs> go like me right now to drinkbev.com slash busy or use code busy at your checkout to claim the deal that's d-r-i-n-k-b-e-v.com slash busy Bev can also be found at retailers nationwide, including Target, Total Wine, Bevmo, and more. But if you go to the website and use our code, we're going to get credit.
2: And we just want Bev to know how much we love them. So,
0: exactly. You
2: know, you know, get some Bev. Get that Bev. Oh, Zoc Doc, how we love
0: you. We love Zoc Doc. Zoc Doc. <laughs> I needed to do one song this week. You know I, I mean? love
2: that was a good song and it yeah. was worth focusing your energy on it. I love Zoc Doc so much. It makes me feel so mm. empowered. Why is that, Casey? Why don't you explain to the people? Because this is a thing that I have a great deal of anxiety about. When I am having a health issue and I require health care, I get very anxious by the process of finding a doctor, making sure they're the right doctor for me, and then going through the rigmarole of contacting them, making an appointment when their next available appointment is and it's usually so long from now, and I'm like, but I'm having this issue right now, right? And so I, it's an untenable situation for me. Enter Zocdoc has like fixed my life a hundred percent. Like Zocdoc has
0: made it so easy for me to find a doctor, book a doctor, get in to see a doctor that my insurance takes, that is a specialist, and the thing that I need that. I will. I am like getting,
2: getting checked for the stuff, right? Which is
1: like a big deal,
2: right? And self care, guys. That is that is true self self care. Um, And there's reviews on the app where you can see what other patients have said about that doctor. Also,
0: by the way, did we say it is a free app? Yeah, it is free. You just download it, and it's free. Okay, guys. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc. We are two of those people. It's, who, it's what we go to when we need to find and book a doctor today. Um, so go to ZocDoc.com slash doingherbest and download the ZocDoc app for free. And then you can start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours if you need them. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash doing her best. ZocDoc.com slash doing her best. Well, you know what I do? What do you do? (laughs) I've been spending, you know, so much like less and less time on Insta. Yeah. But I have been spending more and more time just like looking at antiques. (laughs) <laughs> not even not even to buy, just like
2: just looking at them,
0: looking, just scrolling, yeah. yeah, like my version of like window shop, you know I love old things, yes, fucking love old things, but like, I weirdly feel like I don't know my like new soothing self soothing could put me to sleep sometimes can just just turns my brain off, yeah, is like online antiques. I love that for you. It's like art appreciation. I'll think of a thing that I'm like I want to look at. Okay, so I'm yes. just gonna walk you guys through it. Just because, yes. Now. I'll think of a thing that I want to look at, like antique ashtrays, right? Because you know I love a dish. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I love just a dish love as well. I love a dish. Like, what but is it? Why do why do women love dishes? Because we want somebody to hold our pain. <laughs>
2: I love any we're, kind looking, of we're looking
0: for vessel. Yeah, we're looking for the right vessel because we're just like, where can we pour our pain into?
2: It's a fucking primal, primal It instinct. is primal.
0: Yeah. We want to like, I don't know, milk our tits into it. Like I've no idea why we want a bowl. <laughs> but I've like wanted a I've wanted like a dish, a bowl, a tray. I've like a basket, a fucking
2: basket. baskets, baskets are my gateway drug. Oh my God. I'm sure there are people listening. Whose houses are like eighty percent baskets? Because I mean, once if you
0: I, start, once you start, you can't stop.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: I love baskets so much. I love them so fucking much. Also, though, I do want to say, I just want to say one thing. I think you'd be really proud of me. So we're trying to. Mark and I are like trying to like downsize some of our stuff, and so we're gonna like yeah. we're gonna like sell some stuff. Not even really because we're getting divorced, mostly because... And by the way, are we ever getting divorced? Who knows? Um, <laughs> You'll let us know a year later. You guys, who knows? <laughs> I, I Just financially, I just have to say, and I have believed this for many years now. And I think I've said this on this podcast, but like... I think that it's all been backward. It's all been wrong. Like marriage shouldn't be legal anywhere. It should all be illegal. Marriage is an emotional contract and it shouldn't be one that you're rewarded by the government for participating in a system of that historically has been of patriarchal oppression. And so while I like fought for my LGBTQIA friends to be able to have same-sex marriage at set I actually think we, like, all missed the boat entirely and that the truth is, the truth is, we should not be getting tax breaks for participating in what is essentially a spiritual-emotional agreement.
2: Yeah. I have often thought that, like, a marriage should be, if you do it, the last thing that you do in your relationship. Like, if you're on your deathbeds or whatever, be like— What do you say? Was this worth it? Is this worth going all the way? Okay, let's marry each other. But also,
0: that's like I I still maintain, like I I think that relationships—you have relationships that are like deep and long-lasting and forever with many
2: people. Some are married to many people. Yes, you
0: are literally married to them. I bet. But I'm just saying, like the tax breaks. Yes. And shit, I think it's bullshit. Like, I think it's bullshit that we all have just, like, agreed that we should keep this thing up. And it's like, you should be able to file for, yeah, like, if you have children with somebody, like, there should be a way to figure out a different sort of arrangement that doesn't have to do with, quote, marriage. And you shouldn't be rewarded for getting married. People who don't want to get married should be able to have the same kind of tax benefits as someone who's not married. You should be able to, like, have a document that says who has visitation rights at the fucking hospital. Exactly, exactly. It's just so
2: stupid to me. Like, it's also... Why does it benefit one person? Like, what if a person never wants to get married? But,
0: like, also just, like, it all stems from just, like, such fucking patriarchal bullshit that it feels... Yeah. Really lame yeah. to me, yeah, and that and the fact that like when we were like in a position where we we're like, wait a minute, this is all unfair. That our response wasn't like get rid of it all. Like it doesn't. These people don't get rewarded because they're in straight marriages,
2: right? S-
0: Aka, like, no one should be rewarded right. for like
2: getting for being married, in a relationship for being in a fucking really who cares who cares yes yes anyway that i mean listen i feel like maybe that'll maybe that'll be the case in the future but i feel like it would take hundreds of years to change don't you i mean look how long it took to recognize gay marriage or you know to recognize interracial marriage i just feel like to do away with marriage altogether would take a really long time because I think it's a thing that people generally view as positive. Um, like, it's it's a happy occasion and so why would we, you know, people, your argument is sound and yet, I think people would have very surface level thinking about it.
0: Well, that's the fucking problem with everything anyway. <laughs> is everybody just has very surface level thinking about it. Yes, yes. And I'm
2: not even that fucking deep. Do you know what I mean? right. Well, it's hard, right? Because we all have fucking lives and people are grinding it out at two and three jobs. And then like, I mean, so many people, as I said, I posted about please vote in the LA election. So many people wrote and said the ballot was hard. And it was, it was like eight pages, the ballot. And you had to Google every single fucking race for every single thing and who you should be voting for in this primary. And it was, Hard. I, I have a confession. What?
0: I missed the deadline to register so that I could vote in the New York primary. I know. I missed it, guys. And I feel like a real, because I always was a primary voter <laughs> in L.A., in California. Like, I always was. But because, I mean, it's just, yeah, I don't even know. I didn't think also that there aren't like u- like a universal there aren't universal laws, like in LA, you can or in California, you can register to vote very close to the yeah days,
2: yeah, and, and not here, not here. It yeah. has to be like
0: two months or something. On the which East is crazy. Post, I
2: remember, yeah, it was a little longer. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, do you think you're the first person that ever missed the the deadline to vote in the primaries? No, no,
0: but I'm, but I am a person that like talks a lot of shit about showing up. And then I fucking boned it. Had a lot going on, guys. I've had a lot going on. (laughs) Like looking at antiques online. Don't judge me.
2: (laughs) But here's what I want to say about that is that that sucks. And I know you feel bad about it. But also, when we talk about like turning every fucking thing into a lesson, I'm not saying to let yourself off the hook about it, even. I'm just saying now think about your life in relation to other people's lives and how fucking discombobulated they are because they have to worry about like ice being at their job or they have Mm -hmm. to worry about, you know, getting racially fucking profiled or whatever. And like, how does that leave room to be? Active, you know, they they're worrying about being sexually harassed at work. They're right. worried about losing their job or, or not feeling like they are safe to go back to their job because they're disabled and nobody's looking out for their health or or whatever in in their mm-hmm. workplace. How does that then leave room the mental capacity to like fucking basically like take a a nighttime class on? how to register to vote, and who you should vote for on every single line of eight pages of a ballot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And so, like, does it shock me that the turnout for L.A. is low? No. Does it disappoint me? Yes.
0: Don't people know, though, you could just vote for mayor? You don't even have to, like...
2: I mean, maybe. 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 But, do they know
0: that? I mean, you can. You could just... You can, you can,
2: but also then when a fucking horrible judge is making horrible judgments, then you're like, oh, I didn't vote for judge. Right. of course. But then you vote for maybe a horrible judge because there's no information about it either. Like, you know, it's it's a lot of work to be active in these things. That's why, I think this goes back to our point about like, what are we doing and what can we do right now is like... We're worn the fuck out. We were worn out before. We had all just gone through four years of fucking craziness. And then we thought we were getting maybe a respite from it. And we didn't. It's still crazy. And it's getting crazier. And so, like, just for me, like, I can't marinate in it. I have to, like, shut my phone and... I don't know. Fucking do my ballot and make a sandwich for myself, and then hug my family. What's your perfect turkey sandwich? My perfect turkey sandwich is, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest, white bread,
0: mm-hmm.
2: mayonnaise, mm-hmm. shredded iceberg lettuce, great pickles, uh huh, raw onions, very whoa. thinly sliced. Whoa, 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 whoa! Okay. Turkey that is, like, roasted and not wet. Yeah, I mean, obviously. And depending on the day, sometimes cheddar, cheese, sharp cheddar, Mm -hmm. or sometimes Mm -hmm. Swiss. What about you?
0: Okay, so I'm, like, a real turkey sandwich bitch. You know that. Yeah. I like a crusty baguette that almost cuts the shit out of my mouth.
2: Interesting. Okay. Uh
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then... I like turkey that is also not wet, dry. I like like dry shaved turkey. Yeah. Thinly sliced. I want cheese of like a, like a white, like a white cheese, probably. white, White American? No, not exactly white American, but like, like uh like maybe gruyere okay maybe swiss also just do a cheddar also we'll do, we'll do cheddar we'll do a yellow cheese but i prefer like a white cheese i think then i need that shredded lettuce too i need extra tomatoes Thinly sliced. Yes. I'm going to need an aioli. Mmm. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. If there's not an aioli available, and like I like like a, I don't even know what it is. Maybe it's like sun-dried tomato aioli. I like like a red aioli.
2: Oh, interesting.
0: I don't know. I don't know what that is. Wherever it is from the places where I've had it. Then... If that's not available, then I need mustard and mayonnaise, like, mixed together.
2: Okay. Because you're acid. You got to get your acid in there. Which I is, need acid. Yeah.
0: And then occasionally I like pepperoncinis on it. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. But not pickles on it, but pickles on the side.
2: On the side.
0: Mm. If it's tuna, there's pickles. But the turkey, I'm a purist.
2: And then I think that's it. That's pretty good. I despise sun-dried tomatoes. Sun-dried tomatoes taste to me like the scabs of dry ketchup from the top of a ketchup bottle. That's disgusting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I agree with every other thing that you said. And we have, I guess, similar tuna sandwich orders. Like my tuna sandwich is the same as my turkey sandwich. It's just tuna instead of turkey. Same, but I do add pickles. Yes. Yeah. You add pickles to tuna. This all seems, I mean, it's such a sandwich day today, right?
0: Yeah, it salad, is. I, I had a salad, like but I could have gone, I could have gone sandwich. I would have been real happy, but I've had a hard time finding the the perfect turkey sandwich here. So if anyone has any suggestions, please feel free. I think we you, you got go to like a, you gotta go open. to like
2: a nondescript bodega probably. Yeah, that's probably, probably. you're going to get. You have to go to a nondescript mm-hmm. bodega that like changes um management a lot. You got to make friends with the guy making the sandwich, get him to know your regular order, and then, you know. That's that's my advice as a former New Yorker uh to like your sandwich happiness. My guy I just would, I
0: happiness. I would like anyone to just know me. <laughs> Here,
2: be nice to me. I'm my, kidding. Nicole my, is. yeah, you have Nicole. Um, my Dunkin' Donuts guys in Soho were the best. I loved those guys, and um, they always knew my order and always gave me extra um, punches on like my punch card. You know, because they don't That's care. very nice. No, they not It's not their Dunkin' Donuts.
0: I used to make. Well, I used to have coffee places, but I just drink coffee at home now. So.
2: Yeah. It's and I don't so, drink that much anymore. Um, I think my OCD medication makes it so that I don't care about coffee so much anymore. And I feel kind of at a loss. I'm like realizing now how much coffee was part of my personality and my daily activity. And now I'm like, who am I? Like literally, who am I? I'm not even like saying it like glibly. Who am I? I'm like, wow, like a whole chunk of my personality just gone. I don't think coffee was ever your personality. I mean, you're not in bed with me every morning, which okay. is weird. You should be. You should join I know. me in bed. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you'd be surprised how much of uh, how much of like the first couple hours of my day revolved around coffee, and now it's like I have one cup. I drink like maybe half to three quarters of it, and like not joyfully. And then I'm like, I'm done with this. That's interesting. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's just, it's a weird place to be. Wow. Well, I, didn't, I didn't expect that to happen, but maybe I was compulsively drinking coffee.
0: Here's the thing that's like annoying to me. <laughs>
2: what? Is that I just got another ad
0: directly to my inbox. Yeah. From Universal Studio Group. And it's a four-year consideration. And they don't have fucking Girls 5 Eva on there
2: that's rude it
0: is so rude it's oh wait these are all dramas
2: (laughs) well you are just very dramatic
0: i know well i am very dramatic
2: (laughs) we know this (laughs) so maybe Um, it'll be in another email blast a four-year consideration for girls
0: (sighs) jesus christ i hope
2: Oh um, my gosh, which I watched, uh, I, I'm i all caught up on girls and it's so good. I think the last episode is this week. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. It comes out on Thursday, right? Yeah. I'm going to watch it before I start watching those hearings. That'll yeah. be good.
0: Yeah. yeah. It will be good.
2: All right, well, should we go? No, well, oh, first, we didn't say what we're doing our best at the whole point of the podcast but also i wanted to shout out andy cohen your friend from via Carada, my (laughs) former my former boss um he just sent me the cutest email today wishing me happy prince's birthday because it's prince's birthday today and he said i realized that you had a birthday a few days ago but i thought it was more appropriate to uh wish you happy birthday on behalf of prince which i thought was so cute and sweet and very nice to hear from him and he also just had a birthday the other day and he had is another he? baby oh my god which we haven't even discussed but it's cute she's a cute girl lucy but anyway i just wanted to say that was nice a nice surprise a nice little blast from the past that is a nice surprise <laughs> And I wanted to tell it, tell you so that when you see him at your favorite restaurant. I haven't seen him in a while. You haven't seen him in a while? Mm-hmm. Well, he's, I guess, I mean, he has a brand new baby, so he's busy. I saw him on the street not long ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the, I don't know. he's like, he's the true mayor of New York, no matter who you vote for. I feel like he's the mayor of Manhattan. Maybe yeah. not all of New York, just Manhattan. I think Manhattan. so. Yeah. I think he's the mayor of Manhattan, sure. Yeah, yeah. We any Anyway, what are you doing your best at?
0: Mm, I don't know. This is going to be like a boring one, I think, for people, but that's okay. All right. I'm doing my best. I did my best this past weekend at like implementing some of the parenting skills that I've been learning in my parenting, DBT parenting classes.
2: I don't think that's boring at all. Okay,
0: but I did a really good job and I was proud of myself because it was hard and sometimes parenting is almost impossible and uh if it's not for you then don't don't come sit next to me cuz uh we won't have anything to talk about um <laughs> but we but I did like utilize some things and I feel like it really worked and I was like proud of myself for being able to like
2: do it yeah um so that's what I'm doing my best at I'm proud of you. I think that's like, first of all, to think that like after all the many years you've been a parent, that there's still stuff for you to learn is amazing. And um, it also must just be a huge relief to like learn something, try it, and it actually works. I I just want
0: to always be trying to improve my whole life. Yeah. About everything. Yeah. Especially like parenting is such a hard thing that we're, like, all up against all the time, you know? And it would be, like, it's—I'm not good at reading books about parenting. Also, there are just too many. I don't, like, don't know how to do that. <laughs> right. There just and are. There are too many fucking books about parenting. How do you know
2: which one is the right and, yeah.
0: Right. And, like, so this person that we're, you know, taking his classes from or whatever, like— classes. It's like our own therapy, but it's just like we're learning skills and things. Yeah, Um, It's so great because she knows exactly like the kinds of kids we have and exactly like what we're sort of dealing with, you know, and like so like it's specific to like how to meet those moments and those challenges. Right. Um, And so that's really great. And I'm really happy that we're doing it because I do think that a lot of times people don't Uh, parenting like and therapy with kids is its own work for the parents and like a lot of times I think people I would I mean I know I would prefer it to just be the therapist's job (laughs) to like do it
2: (laughs) right you know yeah
0: but that's just not how parenting really works. Like, you have to, you have to, like, adjust your behavior because, you know, and we're, like, and, like, we do, I'm getting better at being easier on myself in terms of that, like, and I think that this therapist that we've been seeing has, like, really helped me to allow myself to to let go of, like, past... Ways in which I haven't shown up in the best way for one of my kids or both of my kids or whatever, because it's just like, that's a, that's an inevitability, you know, no one is, no one is able to show up in the right exact way all the time, you know, so. No. I mean, and if you are, bless your heart. I mean, you, you aren't. You're not.
2: <laughs> If you are, you're wrong, <laughs> and if you, you are wrong about
0: yourself, <laughs> you are incorrect, ma'am. <laughs> Can you imagine. Um, no, but like I just, you know, and I just, I think also just like being able to move forward, like with the true understanding that, you know, it might never be good enough parenting, my parenting. Yeah.
2: Well, it's what they got.
0: But it's what they fucking got. <laughs> and it's what and it's what I'm given. And like and I have to like allow that to to not like sink me, you know, on a daily basis or yeah. on a weekly basis or yeah, just on any basis, really, because it's like there's no there's no point to that, like to getting into that Shit show. Like you should, you should. Like I believe that you know, as a parent, one should sort of continually ask, "How can I do better?" While also allowing yourself to not belabor the things that you could have done
2: better if you had known better, right in the past. Right. Well, I'm super proud of you. I think, like, and I'm sure a lot of you listening are thinking the same thing that just the fact that you're trying is so different than the experience that a lot of kids even ever get. Like just the fact that you're trying, you're trying to learn what might be best for them. And you have an open mind to like changing your methods or whatever. Like I, I'm just very proud of you. I think that's a big Thank deal. You. And I, I hope that they um, one day appreciate that this was a time. But even if they never do. If they do, don't,
0: they might not. Right. And that's the other thing, too. Like, you know, like I've t- I've joked about how like, um, <laughs> like I thought someone was going to come out and give me a medal when I gave birth to Bertie with no um, <laughs> epidural, right? And like, I, I guess it's like that's the, this is the this is the thing, right? This is like what we all ha- have to work on, and and this is the sa- oh my god, it all ties together. Yes, <laughs> I fucking love it when it happens. Um, is that you can't you can't be participatory in anything really that is going to make life better in the hopes that you're going to get a medal or a gold star or even, like, fucking recognition for it. And I mean life better for, like, like, in the, like, scheme of things, you know? Like, raising people who are able to, like, handle their own emotions and adjust and feel secure and in their selves and they're aware and they're aware of their... They're aware of their own privilege and they're aware of, like, how they move through the world. They're aware of others and blah, blah, blah. Like, that is part of making change in the world, right? So, I'm not expecting, like, a fucking gold star at the end of it. And, in fact, like, if Birdie and Cricket at some point come to the conclusion that I, in fact, was the worst, (laughs) maybe that's okay as long as they're not.
2: as long as they're not the worst as
0: long as they're not the worst as long as they're living their lives and are able to be happy and kind and add to society in meaningful <laughs> ways well, that's in ways huge that, like fulfill them
2: that's huge i'm very proud of you and Thanks. i think that's a really big deal. And I think it's really brave to share about that because it's not the easiest thing to talk about for everybody. And yet, you just did. I did just. I did my best. Well, I didn't do my best. I think I've talked about this in the past. I belong to like a car subscription company. In Los Angeles, which was only meant (laughs) to be for like six months, I was Mm -hmm. subscribing to this car and Mm -hmm. now cut to it's four years later. And I'm like, have more than like paid. Like I could have owned this car. It's not fancy. Two times over for how much I've paid to subscribe to it. And it's not doing so great. So anyway, Matt finally pulled the ripcord on ordering a car for me because, you know, there's like a car shortage. I've heard of this car shortage. I know all about it. Yeah. And so it's not exactly the Mm -hmm. car that I wanted, Um, but I'm proud that we just were like, okay, enough, enough, like dicking around with subscribing to this car from this company that's changed hands like four times. Like I get an email announcement every week, like that it's a new company. It has a new name. You, there's no phone number. There's nothing. So I don't even know. I'm probably just going to have to leave this car in an undisclosed location and hope they come pick it up.
0: Oh my God.
2: But so anyway, I'm getting um, a new car supposedly this week. Switching car using companies. I don't even know what the deal is with this car. But um, <laughs> I am... Casey, did Matt steal a car? Probably. You know him. You know he, He's always hot-wiring cars. <laughs> Can you even still hot-wire cars? I literally have no idea. One thing is that I think I'm going to... Um, I think... We've arranged uh, that I'm going to get the car wrapped to protect it. Do you know about like car wrapping?
0: Obviously I know about car wrapping.
2: Well, I would have done it to like advertise our tampon company. That's, but well, you don't why wanna... don't you do it? Why don't you wrap it to advertise our <laughs> podcast, huh? <laughs> That's a good idea. I should do that. But um, so now I'm just trying to pick, because you can have any color and that never happens. Um, and so I'm just trying to do my best at picking a car color. And I pulled Twitter last night and so many people like silver cars because they quote unquote, don't get dirty. And I'm like, is that the kind of life I want to be living? No, oh.
0: I think that's lame. But I also like, I wanted to get my car wrapped. Yeah. And I should have, cause it's, really a mess um it's just covered in scratches and I really should have gotten it covered um but I was like obsessed with the idea of doing like matte green
2: yes I would like that
0: yeah so that was my pick also also I for a second it's like matte green and I feel like there's another color that I was like kind of obsessed with for a minute like another matte color like I really liked the matte colors
2: yeah I we recently saw um a pink sparkly Rolls Royce which I believe is Trish Paytas's car um in oh, Los God, Angeles and like, I, was like, <laughs> I was like shit fucking hilarious I was like pink sparkly, <laughs> really insane But like pink sparkly on a Rolls Royce is one thing. But then I use like an online visualizer to put pink sparkly on like the shape of the mom car that I'm getting. And I'm like, no, it looks like I'm doing a bit. It looks like a clown car. So I'm not getting, even (laughs) though like my soul is pink, sparkly, I'm not going to get that. But I do think maybe any green, teal, blue, or maybe even purple might get wild with purple. Although people assume that purple is my favorite color all the time because of prints. And I want to say controversially, it's not my favorite color. And also... More controversially, Prince's sister said purple wasn't even his favorite color. It was orange. So, you know, people were very mad when she said that because people love, speaking of things people love to get mad at, people love to get mad at anything Prince's sister says about her brother. But I don't know. I think like maybe something sparkly, but I was, I was shocked at how many people suggested black, white, or silver on, on Twitter last night.
0: I mean, do you not even understand the joy of like wrapping your car? I also though do have a question like, is it is it like financially does it make sense? Because I do remember looking into it and it was very expensive when I looked into it.
2: It's not that we found a place that I think is gonna cut us a deal. And the reason I decided to do it is because this lease car has gotten damage, And I, now I have to pay for the damage. And like it got like hit in a hit and run and has like a big dent in the back. And then so it is financially smart, I think, because it will cost about the same as I'm paying, I think, to return this car with the damage.
0: I should have done it. I really wanted to my lease is almost up. <laughs> I'm gonna have to pay a lot of money, I think, in the because of because it's scratched and stuff. Oh my God, we didn't even talk about me changing a tire on the side of a freeway. Oh my Highway. God it was wild. <laughs> you mentioned it. Where did you mention it on uh, Probably on Instagram, on Instagram? Yeah. It was last week, like last Thursday or Friday, I think. And it was so fucking funny because Mark was like, gonna do it. But like, (sighs) okay. I really know how to change a tire because- Yes,
2: because your dad showed you.
0: Of course. Because my father was a race car driver at one point. Then he was just like a race car enthusiast. And then he's just like, a car enthusiast, (laughs) and was just very, like, insistent that, you know, I knew how to drive stick shift, and I could change a tire, and I knew how to check my oil, and, like, all that stuff. Sure. Which I'm glad. I'm glad for that knowledge. Now, and I'm good. I know how to change a tire, and I'm good at it, and... I also am like well, I'm like you know a little not nervous, Nelly, but like I'm like very much about like safety too because sure. I think you're on the side of a freeway like that's terrifying. Anyway, the that's point why you being, should get your car
2: wrapped in a highly visible color,
0: pink, sparkly. <laughs> um. So anyway. Yeah. So Mark was like going to start. It was his, it was actually his car. It wasn't my car. Yeah. And so he like was like kind of starting to do it. And he was asking me to call these, we were like kind of upstate asking me to call these nearby tire places to make sure to see if they had the tire that we needed in stock so that we could go get the tire put on because you can't like really drive back. We couldn't like really drive back all the way to, New York with like the spare on because you're really not yeah the donut you're not really supposed to go over 35 miles an hour or something right. like, anyway right. so um he like started doing it and then I was just like okay I do I, mm. <laughs> like I I need to do this like I it just was you know and like listen I am not at a place yet in my life where I could just have been chill with letting him do it incorrectly, (laughs) you know, and like, and maybe unsafely. And also
2: like, I just, yeah, that's just not who I am right right now. Yeah. 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 It's safety first, even if it's like causes like a little interpersonal. And Chasing. so then I like just
0: really got in there, was really doing it. And then I was like, ooh, take a picture of me changing the tire. And then he was like, you just wanted to change the tire instead of me so that you could say you did it. And you could post it on Instagram. And then I was like, you know what? Oh, wait, here's growth. Although now he's going to listen to this podcast. I did. I was like, no, I want to change it because you were going to do it wrong. We were going to drive two feet and the thing would pop off and then we'd be like, shit out of luck. Yeah. I didn't say that. Oh. I'm just saying that now to you. But I'm just saying, like, he was like, said the mean thing, which is like, you're only doing this because so you can get like the whatever credit slash city of likes, Likes. city of likes. I was like, that's not true.
2: I just kept doing it and then it was done. There you go. There you go. That's so great. I'm proud of you. Do you remember at busy tonight when I want to say, I want to say Janae got a flat tire and your sister was like, and she was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And your sister who also learned to change a tire from your dad was like, come on, let's go. I'm going to show you how to change a tire. I'm going to change your tire for you right now. And then (laughs) Nelson our co-executive producer and darling friend nicest man in the world was like it was nighttime in Hollywood and he was like do you want me to come with you and your sister was like we don't need you (laughs) it's so funny to me (laughs) because she was right but also like I don't think Nelson was like, you need a man to come help you change your tire and to protect you from Hollywood at night. He was just like, I'm a nice person. Of course, I would offer to help. But it was an LOL moment for me. We don't need to. It
0: was a real LOL moment. (laughs)
2: Oh, guys, do you know how to change a tire? I don't think I confidently could. So I hope if I ever get a flat tire that you would be there to help me. I know that I know what you're supposed to do technically, but I'd be worried that I was doing I was forgetting something from the last time. So maybe I need to, you know, these are things we should brush up on tire changing uh, CPR. Um, how to grow your own food in the event of, um, food supply collapse. Uh, you know, just shit like that.
0: Just stuff like that, guys.
2: Yeah. Um, all right.
0: Well, I have to go because I just am tired and we've been talking for like ever. (laughs) (laughs) Busy's tired.
2: I just am like, I don't know. I'm tired of my own voice. Yeah, I get it. I get it. All right. Well, just because we're tired of our own voices doesn't mean that we don't love you because we do love you so much. We really, really do. We love you so much, and we will talk to you soon. Next week. Next week. Try to stop. Also, we might have
0: an exciting announcement next week. Oh, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. It's possible! Anything is possible!
2: <laughs> Just FYI, that's not based in
0: nothing, but it's you not know. based in nothing, but it's also like not really based in anything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so stay tuned next week for a possible exciting announcement. We love you and we will talk to you soon and we'll we'll see you in the funny papers.
0: And go get Jenny's book. Bye! Bye! Doing my best. Oh, no.